Last time on the Lore Seekers ESO podcast. Hi, everybody. How are you all doing? What did you just do? <laughs> it's your birthday. It is my birthday. Let's see. What have I done? I've done quite a bit of Necrom stuff, but not the main quest. I have to grind a character all the way mm-hmm. up to CP. What are you doing to our notes? Nothing. It just are you grammar correcting our notes while we're live? <laughs> Very few casual players were ever able to be to swap out jewelry or craft up gold level jewelry without having to drop an ample amount of gold. As the two approached, she stood up to address them. From the endless stacks of Apocrypha to the winding gold road of Cyrodiil. Join two friends as they share their adventures over a pint of ale. Sit back, relax, and join us in the tavern as we celebrate 10 years of Elder Scrolls Online. This is the Lore Seekers ESO podcast. News, community, and most of all, lore. Hi, everybody! <laughs> hey, <We're> everybody! Present. <laughs> Maybe only a little accounted for? Just a little bit. Oh, um, so I was supposed to play this, but you won't be able to hear it. But I'm going to play it anyway so everyone else can hear it. Because every time I think of this new Daedric Prince, I hear Ophelia. No. <laughs> yeah. So every time I hear that new person's name, I hear that song playing in my head. Even though, what is the name of the new Daedric Prince? Ithelia. Ithelia. Eh, Ophelia, Ithelia. Same thing. We'll go into that <laughs> not, later, though. Not quite. Uh, kind of. Maybe. Not really. Not uh, quite. Mm. Mm. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. It's been oh a while. Oh, my gosh. When was our last episode again? Uh, Sometime around. Wasn't it on my birthday? Yeah. End of Halloween. October. Yeah. Yeah. It was a ha- Halloween we've stream. Had, we've had stuff released since then, but we haven't actually been. Yeah. 80, it's been 84 years. It's been, 84, it's been 84 years. <laughs> it literally has. 100%. But it's because. 100%. Real life's been super. Yeah, exactly. Three months ago ish. Sorry, everyone. Um, But we have done some stuff in the meantime. I mean, we finally got that episode out and then we did like a Christmas message and then we did a lore compilation. So, well, we being you did the lore compilation. I really had no part in that. You put it together, mashed together, re-recorded stuff, (laughs) added music, added added audio, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you did a great job. It was a lot. Almost two hours worth of stuff. So now I know how you feel when you do an episode. Yeah, I have to constantly yeah. edit you. <gasps> <laughs> All the little uh, gasps and stuff like that. Fine, Very I'll funny. just mute myself. No, 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 don't do that. All right. Well, it's been a while since we've been here, I'll just do the show over here in the corner and I'm just going to read through verbatim the notes and you can just pout Don't in that little that. corner over there. If you'd like. Don't do that. You know when those notes were made. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> here for ba- No, yeah. come back. <laughs> Everybody's here for you. They're not really here for me. I'm just kind of like the extra piece on the whole puzzle here. <laughs> so. Uh, no, you're, you is, you is important. We're all important, equally important. 
<laughs> oh, man. Hey, so uh, what have you been up to? I mean, because it was a long time. So what have you been doing in the meantime? Well, so we did the Witches Festival in the last episode, and then I started to edit the episode, and then... I'm going to be honest with you, I don't really remember back into November and what happened and why it took so long to edit, but it took forever. And then, I do. Okay, why was it? What was I doing? Was I playing yeah. another game? No, there was an audio issue. So you wasn't that the one that you built part of and then you went back and some of the audio was borked so you had to go back and restart? I don't think so, but maybe that could have been that could have been part of my issue. You should have so. said yes. Yes. Yeah. There was a technical <laughs> problem with the episode and I had to work my audio masterness. Well, it might not it might not have been that episode that it happened with, but I do remember that we had some audio things. And not only that, that was one of our heaviest edited lore lessons because you had to add a lot of post-production sound effects and stuff. That's so it, it did was. take a little bit of time yeah. because we had to capture stuff from in-game and then yeah. get the volumes right and all of that. Yeah. So And I think at some point in that time too, my work schedule shifted. Yes. I was working you went earlier. And we were not able to connect to actually talk about what audio stuff we wanted in, a, in the war part. So um, we barely even saw each other at that point. Literally. It was like ships, <laughs> ships passing in the night. <laughs> it was actually that because like by the time I was yeah. by the time I was going to work, you were just waking up. Yep. Um, and then when I was coming home, you were still halfway into your work day. And then when I was going to sleep, you were just getting home from work. So it was just <laughs> an absolute craze. It was like Min four Wee countries says that ago. Was, that was four countries ago because that also did happen. There is also that too. Yes, I have been in four different countries in the last month and a half. So then on top of that, come into December, mid-December, I left for my vacation. Um, and... That had me, although on the other side of the world, completely opposite 16. No, we were 12 hours apart, you and me. We were 12 hours different. So when I was waking up, you, sorry, when it was noon, it was midnight for you. You would still be up, but. Yep. And then vice versa. When it was noon for you, it was midnight for me. And sometimes I was awake and other times I was still, I was just asleep, sleeping. And or on a ship and not able to be even reached. Because that was the other thing. There was that we as well. Like off the grid for a week or so. So, yep. yep. So there was that. But it was good. The sun was awesome. It was hot. I forgot what elsewhere. Hot I tell you, it was elsewhere. A little bit more humid, but yeah, high aisle. We're high aisle ish. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was in uh, Singapore, Thailand, Malaysia for about three and a half weeks. So it was a good vacation. It got away. It's been a long time since I've had a nice long vacation like that. So that's exciting. But uh, now I'm back and I jumped right back into it. Started, started getting things prepped when we got back. And now here we are. What have you been up to? Um, Lots of guild management. Because... <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you never realize how much you rely on someone else until you can't get in touch with them for a while. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, you do. No, um, <laughs> um, no uh, I mean, it, it was it, that was good. Um, just normal holiday stuff. Lots of real life stuff. Um, super busy during the holidays. 
between stuff for my kiddo and stuff for work because that's kind of our peak season around that time. But um, no vacation for me. But I did manage to get through the Necrom quest line finally. And like I said, I did the lore compilation release, which pretty much took all of my free time. <laughs> um, I also, in the spirit of last minute, uh, as always <laughs> with my life, did an extra life stream for lore seekers while you were gone. So, nice. yeah. So I managed to do an extra life push um, right before the end of the year, um, which was really, really awesome. Had a lot of great people hanging out in the chat with me and managed to raise $800 for kids. That's so amazing. Yeah, it was just over $800, which is the most I've ever done. So I was super proud. And um, to anyone that was there that is listening to that or here in this chat, um, thank you for anything that you did, whether that was hanging out in the stream, lurking, um, donating, any of it uh, really made a big, big difference to to us and makes a difference in kids' lives. So I really, really, really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I did that, which was kind of interesting to run the Lore Seeker stream because normally you do that stuff on your end. So <laughs> I remember you got uh, Nas messaging me before I left. You're like, how do I do this? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need the stream key and I need like all of these things. And uh, yeah, so I managed to manage to get get through that. Learned a lot in that moment. Better prepared next time for sure um, that I do something, you know, for us or whatever. And hopefully we can do that again this year. I'm signed up again with Elder Heroes. So Stay tuned. Yeah, no better teacher than panic. That's right, right? Booch. <laughs> um, so stay tuned for any information this coming year as we do that stuff as well. Um, yeah, other than that, it was mostly just waiting around for the chapter announcement and speculating at all the different things that were going around the community, floating around the community once the um, the chapter hints started to go out. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of good friends that received those glass shards with the different logos on them and the different symbols. So it was really fun to kind of have a lot of back and forth, not only within our community, but within all the other communities like Tales of Tamriel and, um, you know, just the general ESO hype that comes at the beginning of the year. So uh, and and now that we know what everything is, I'm really, really hyped because Oblivion was my first Elder Scrolls game. So I am so excited to going be back hopefully to familiar going familiar areas. Mm -hmm, going back and seeing some of that familiar um, space and places and learning more lore, especially because now we have a whole new Daedric Prince. So spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> should, I, should I play? Should I play? But, the, should I push the button again? You should, should, should I play the song again? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's pretty much what I was up to while you were gone. Uh, yeah. No, so that's about it. You, you speculated. Were you right about your speculation? I would say that I was a solid. 75 percent. Yeah, because I remember you were saying like it's going to be somewhere in this area. And I remember like last fall, like in like, like August, September, you and I were talking about like how the rotation mm -hmm. of the different chapters go and how they circle around the map. And we're like, OK, it has to be somewhere in this spot because every year they move around the map in a, in a circle kind of thing. And every different corner of uh, Tamriel gets a little bit of treatment. And the next one up was um, this area. So we're like, hey, it's going to be either. We're going to, like, right up against the shore. Was that Hammerfell? So that 
Yeah, yeah. like Hammerfell area. Yeah, was kind of the, that was the big one that we speculated on. We're like, okay, well, this makes sense. Like we haven't gone too far into this area, or it was going to be something right off of Cyrodiil, and it turned out that this is our new Westfield is where we're going. So, mm-hmm. amazing. yeah, and I was. I leaned more towards that anyway, just because I don't think Hammerfell, I think Hammerfell is so rich in what it has in it. And since there's been a lot of speculation about that being potentially where Elder Scrolls six could be, I mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to lean into that until it's a little bit further down the road. So yeah. we'll oh, see for about sure. that. But so that could be yeah, three, it could be three st- more years. Yeah, it could. And the other speculation that I had, we don't really know if it's true yet. Um, I I mentioned that I thought we might see multiple Daedric planes or kind of like a multiple um, universe situation throughout the year. And we don't know too much about that yet. Um, we do know that Fargrave might tie in at some point, potentially, because the Fargrave logo is on uh, on some of the clues that came to some of those content creators. So... I don't think anybody's quite worked that part out yet. Um, but I, overall for it being, you know, Colovia and the Westfield and sort of having that sort of a, a thing. Uh, I think I was pretty spot on with my guessing. You did pretty I good. I did say, I did say Falinesti though. I thought that we were going to do a prologue quest at Falinesti and I don't know that that's going to happen because my speculation for that was due to the fact that they had gotten all of these fall leaves and that there were these trees in that dial that everybody received. But now it's looking more like that was just a representation of Colovia because Colovia is very rich in that yellow and red sort of color, almost like you see in the rift mm-hmm. um, over on the other side of the map. So they wanted to make it familiar yet new. And I think that having that sort of a, a color scheme. <laughs> yeah, Booch. Booch says, Falinesti is on the move. Maybe we'll still catch up with it. I don't know. We don't know. Uh, it depends if there's any Khajiit stuff. I mean, Rajin did say he took it, so who knows? But, yeah. Well, we do have uh, quite a bit to go over. We have a lot to unpack. There's quite a bit of information. Uh, we absolutely will be talking about the new chapter and the new DLC and kind of breaking down a few of those things and what's going on there. But before we get into that, there is also... A brand new year. So with a brand new year, we get a brand new morphable collectible. And I'm sure everybody has made every one of the jokes to date about small ball. So we're going to jump into that right now. I have a page for us right here. Look at see. Look at that fancy little page that just pops up in that little thing. See, you guys like what I did. This is what I spent most of my day doing yesterday. Is it small ball or is it Molag small? Oh, it could be Molag smaller. <laughs> so there was a whole debate on the Tesso Twitter about this. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Which was pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Or Smolag ball, if you ask Smol- the community manager. Smolag yes. ball. <laughs> First, you More know, like less lag oh, ball, am I right? Shapes, that's why. Ah. <laughs> uh, just the dealing chat with some is just scamps. F- One sec. The chat is flooding with bad jokes about Molag Ball. <laughs> Batman, I live my name mine blue. <laughs> <laughs> you would, Bats. You would. I love it. <laughs> uh, I have to morph. Uh, I have to morph my ball, so um, that has to get done. Um. Okay, we're just gonna. 
We're just gonna we're go not gonna right unpack that. On yep. by we're that. not, we're not going to <laughs> unpack that <laughs> at all. We're just gonna. This is a family friendly show. Yep. yep. This is a are... family friendly show, and we are not. Okay, where is the small ball thing? Did you even go to the right link? You're on the wrong link. You're so pretty. Okay. One sec. I built the. Ro- I built. Yeah, you it's did. in the I show notes. I didn't put those. Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, Don't you tell me you didn't have those pulled up. No, I actually didn't add that into <laughs> the. Um, showcase the stuff. Showcase. So I'm gonna replace. Okay. I'm gonna replace crown showcase. Actually, I'm not gonna replace crown showcase. I'm gonna replace update patches with. And this, this is why you come for the live show because 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 you get to experience <laughs> all of the wonderful technical difficulties that we have with this stuff. Note to self, peanut. Make sure you add more than two interactable panels. All right. Here we go. Small ball. Look at how cute he is. He is actually the most adorable little creature to date, in my opinion. Like, fearful and terrible as he is, he is cute and innocent as a small little imp size creature. This is true. Moleg Ball, Daedric Prince of Brutality and Domination, has long been a menace to Tamriel, but no more. Now he is small. Throughout ESO's 2024 in-game events, you can exchange your event tickets for a semblance of the Daedric Prince via this year's morphing collectible, the Moleg Ball Illusion Imp Pet. So to want to morph your Moleg Ball Illusion Imp Pet, you will need to go to the Impresario during an event and pick up a Anchor Chain Fragment, Dark Anchor Pinion, and an Effigy of the Dominator. Those three items, morph them together, and congratulations, you have birthed a small ball. <laughs> I can't get over that. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, uh. Hmm. Oh, okay. What did I do? He only reads Canadian, not his fault. Y'all can't spell except Spark. What? <laughs> Just move on. No, what? Just what did I. Did I say something wrong? <laughs> no. No, you're doing great. Doing great, sweetie. Keep going. <laughs> oh, man. These three fragments will be available for purchase from the event tickets, as I said, uh, during each of 2024's major in-game events. Just visit the Empresario during any of her appearances throughout the year to acquire them. Once you have all three fragments, combine them in your collections, unlock access to the, this malevolent might. As a morphing collectible, the Moleg Ball Illusion pet can also be combined with other fragments to summon a different collectible event reward each quarter of this year, starting with the plain meld master body's face, body and face marking. So just like the last like three years, you get your Moleg Ball Imp, and then the next event comes, you buy all the additional fragments for the next thing, then you morph the Imp into that, and then you have to go back and purchase the original three fragments to get your Imp if you want it back, and then rinse and repeat there are enough events and enough tickets in the year that you should be able to easily get all of your fragments. And then you finish up with the last two big events of the year, which are going to be like Witches Festival and the um, the New Life Festival, which will give you oodles of tickets, which should be able to finish you up with all the additional pieces that you need to make sure you get everything. So that is yeah. our new friend. This plain melt thing actually looks kind of cool. I like how it has like an anchor tattoo on it, though. 
That's pretty neat. Yeah. I'm actually kind of digging that. I had enough tickets to get it, but I didn't purchase it yet um, just because I kind of wanted to see what was going to be coming um, down the line a little bit. But I think it's really neat because it looks like you've got a dark anchor on your chest with the chains that are coming down mm-hmm. to attach around like the forearms, which is pretty cool. And the the Molag Ball pet, you'll see he starts off as an imp, almost like the dragon imps that we had during Elsewhere. And then he changes into that little mini minion of fear there that we have. So oh, cool. It's kind of nice because, you know, you go through all that stuff to kill him multiple times or whatnot. You could pretty much just step on him in this form. So he just misbehaves. You just punt him. I was going to say, when he starts getting out of line, you just go and you just step on him. When he starts, yeah. starts taking after what he's known for. You just yeah. give him a little boot and he gets back in line. Yeah. Or you say, you know what? If you don't, if you do not smarten up, I'm going to morph you. That's right. You're going to you're going to morph right out of existence. Yeah, right I'm going to turn you in. I'm going to turn you into a tattoo. Into body, body marking or a house <laughs> or a mount or whatever else comes this year. Whatever. Yeah. You know what? You're going to be a house and then I'm not going to bring you back. <laughs> Boy. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Wither. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> You can always count on chat for a good time when you're doing yep. a live show. Wash, wash your hands after. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. I'm going to close this little interactable here. Uh, I have to had... ask you one more question. Yes. Yes. No, go ahead. Sorry. I, I no, didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm so no, you sorry. Didn't interrupt me. I have to ask you one more question. Okay. Can we talk about how terrifying his little laugh is? Does he have a little laugh? I haven't yes. morphed one, you, mine yet. I don't. I don't have it you yet. You don't have this yet. I have all the oh things. I just haven't gosh. sat down and actually morphed him yet. Yeah. So it's like, I now I don't want to tell you, but it's like a little cackle, and I I can't duplicate it. It's just a little cackle. Can you can you You'll try have, Can you please try to duplicate it? I need to hear your no. attempts, please. Mm-mm, nope. Nope. You sure. Nope. No. Nope. All right. Nope. Uh, everybody in chat, if you can all just sh- show me your best cackle, please. That was fantastic. I heard it all the way from over here. I heard all of it. It was great. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. So what you're saying is I need to go and morph. How do you deal with me? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> How do you, you know, deal with me? <laughs> I really like you a lot. Besties, matching shirts. Yeah, you know what? We didn't even talk about this. So uh, an anonymous Bosmer sent me a gift from down south. And it is a Hermie t-shirt. So I'll show the front half. You can get out of your desk a little easier than I can. I, my, I have a broken chair, okay? The wheel will fall up. I'll fall over. <laughs> everything will crash. Might even pull a power cord. It's terrible. Honestly, that's... That's true. I don't want you to stand up because I saw what happened when you stood up last night with the chair. Oh, oh please. I'm going to I'm going to have to take off my headset cuz I will step away with the cord. I'm not fancy. I don't have a wireless one like you. Slapstick peanut. Amazing. So yes, you have a Hermimora eye on the front. But where where is it? Oh gosh, I got to forget. Hermimora eye on the front and then you got tentacles on the back. So you have a full-on tentacles on the back there. It is freaking fantastic. So thank you to my Bosmer friend for sending me my new Tentacles shirt. I love it. It's great. 
It's fantastic. And we absolutely 100% are wearing the exact same shirt today because pff, why wouldn't we wear the same shirt? Right? Duh. Duh. That's what best friends do. Besties. Did we just become best friends? Uh-huh. Do you want to do karate in the garage? Yep. Awesome. We're doing it. <laughs> a Bosmer sent you a shirt made out of plant fiber. The violation of the green fact. Packed. Maybe it's recycled. Does that count? Do they have a recycling program in Tamriel? I mean, I, I guess thought everything just bigger, ended up in Merkmire. I guess the bigger question is, do I actually follow the green pack? Mm, so much space for activities. <laughs> mm. eh. All right. So we have our global reveal. Gold Road and Science of Ophelia. Not Ophelia. Don't get mixed up with that other artist that sings that song that I may or may not have played at the beginning of the stream. Please Very don't hate good. me and don't fan me. Good. You did it. I did it. Yay. Am I supposed to read the spoilers part or am I not supposed to read the spoiler? <sighs> I don't know. Because whenever I say spoilers, I figure I shouldn't say anything. But well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, mm -hmm. at this point, so many things released and it was at the beginning of, well, like mid-January. So I feel like we're pretty safe because a lot of other content creators have already released stuff as well. Plus, so here's what I'll say. Mm -hmm. From reading this stuff, you do not have to have completed the Necrom questline in order to be able to carry on with the Gold Road chapter. However, knowing the information that you know in Necrom will lend to the story of Gold Road, right? So that rather than doing like a standalone, it's interesting because they're kind of doing this weird um, bit of both where it's a standalone story. So you can do one without having completed the other. But if you have completed the other, you're probably going to get additional dialogue and things like that that will make it more meaningful to you. And also you'll understand who the heck Athelia is, because otherwise. Well, who the heck is she and where did she come from? Yeah. You know, so I think we're safe. If we're if you are a person who has not completed Necrom and you don't want a spoiler, it's too late because we already talked about her at the beginning of the show. <laughs> but also, if you don't want any additional spoilers, then maybe don't go beyond this point for right now. Makes sense. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, then let's just jump right into this and talk about our new long forgotten prince. I'm just going to read this verbatim off the page. Uh, to prove that I actually can read. <laughs> a secret long held by Hermaeus Mora has been uncovered and the existence of the Forgotten Prince has come to light. Now Athelia's return puts reality itself at risk. Arriving March 11th for PC and Mac and March 26th for Xbox and PlayStation consoles, the Scions of Athelia Dungeon DLC pack continues the story from last year's Necrom chapter. Learn more about the spreading threat via the two dungeons featured in this pack. Then experience its stunning conclusion in the upcoming chapter, The Elder Scrolls Online Gold Road, arriving on June 3rd for PC Mac and June 18th for console. 
Now, do we want to talk about last night's discussion about when we were breaking down Zions? Um, I think it a, could be important. We had a long discussion about that. No, I was saying you and I had a long discussion about that. Yeah, um, I think we could we could break it down a little bit. I don't want to get too in the weeds because I think that's something we can save for a later show, potentially like discussing. We're going to have a little bit of time, right? So we've gotten Mm -hmm. this announcement and we're going to get the DLC, but we're not going to until we play the DLC, because neither you nor I have been on PTS. We're not going to know kind of how the science of Athelia piece ties into what's going to be happening in Gold Road. Okay. Um, But the name of the DLC had both of us kind of wondering. It was funny because I had just looked it up without speaking to you, might I add, because that's how in each other's brain we are, Mm -hmm. um, what the word scion meant, because I've seen it used in other games and I've, you know, I'm aware of it from the from language just in general, but I hadn't actually looked at it in this context. Um, So I I looked it up and you're like, what does scion mean? Right as I literally had typed it in. Um, And essentially what a scion is, I'm going to do it right now again so that I don't screw it up. So a scion um, as a noun is a young shoot or twig of a plant, especially one that is cut for grafting or rooting. So um, that is a little bit interesting because we know in this chapter that's coming, there's the Dawnwood, which potentially is an area that's a part of uh, Colovia that's being kind of overtaken and overgrown. Um, and the Bosmer are making it part of their home there in the woods, right? It's known as Dawnwood to them. So we have like that sort of a parallel with plants and trees and, and Bosmers. Um, but then also, if we look at it from the Athelia side of things, does that have to do with her sending out like minions or her sending out people who are her believers to sort of spread like spread that word about her or spread um, who she is because she's been unknown to everyone. Um, The second definition for Scion is descendant of notable family, which is kind of interesting because she is an if she is a Daedric Prince, like we are being told, could she be an offshoot of another prince? Could she be, are we, are we potentially as the player or is someone else an offshoot of her? Like there's all sort of different scenarios that the word scion could tie into. It could have more than one meaning in the context of the chapter moving forward. Maybe it literally is having to do with plants or having to do with the woods coming up but it might also have to do with the fact that she is a descendant of someone else or that we're going to find out that there is some sort of a, um, you know, predecessor or ancestor that's opposite of her in, in some way from a lore perspective. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of different things that it could be, to be honest, but I like that the name of the chapter is Scions of Athelia because does that mean that she is creating sort of these descendants out of some of these NPCs or out of the player character themselves or out Mm. of, you know, 
some of these monsters that are going to be found within these two DLC dungeon packs. Like, we really don't know. At least not as far as I have seen so far. Yeah. And then there's some interesting lore, too, like surrounding what we know so far about Athelia and her ability to play with fate and play with all the different ways that things happen, decisions that happen. So there's a lot of potential that could come from that. Like, which... What exactly is this person and why is this person, you know, someone that we need to be aware of and we need to to figure out what they're doing? Yeah. And and I, I think we'll know more kind of once we get more of the chapter as well, like I said, but it, it's it's hard to know because one of the reasons that she is seen as so dangerous is because she can literally change fate. Mm-hmm. Right. Imagine, imagine if you were some of the other Daedric princes and everything that you know is, I don't want to say linear because the Elder Scrolls is not linear in any way as we know, (laughs) right? We have the unreliable narrator. We have um, all these player character vestiges running around, you know, and it's been mentioned to us a few times that we have the ability to to alter things, right? We're Mm. like that 1% uh, in the game that can alter fate or can make a choice or might be the only person that can do said task because that's what the NPC says. And Hermaeus Mora is this prince who can see all past, present and future. But then we have this other prince now that's appeared that nobody remembered because she was made to be forgotten Mm -hmm. and that could potentially alter everything that is known. So, like, how scary would that be? <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So lots of there's there are a bunch of really cool lore things that could come out of this. But I also can see it being very complex, Yeah, like very complex. I think we're going to get our so first we'll real kind of dive into some more information about Athelia with that new dungeon that's going to drop. I think it's going to kind of open the doors and be like, how like, how did Athelia show up? I think this dungeon DLC might start to explain that to us before we even get into the Gold Road chapter. Um, it's it's almost like I don't want to say that that Zoss has to do something like that, but if you're going to drop something this major into a game that has so much deep established lore, you kind of need to start putting some small pieces out there for people to start playing with before you drop it into the actual DLC. So it's going to be really exciting to see how it all pieces together and starts connecting things as well. So who knows? Maybe maybe Athelia determined how ESO would play out the entire time. Maybe it was her the whole time. I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> so. We'll have to see. Uh, so Scions of Athelia, these dungeons allow you to explore a training ground for the followers of Malakath and a secret vault within the Oblivion demi-realm of Maelstrom. Both dungeons help set the stage for the upcoming chapter in their own way, but their storylines can be enjoyed individually. Uh, so the Gold Road chapter is a brand new zone storyline and scribing system. We're going to break down the scribing system in just a few minutes here, so put a little pin note in that. Rewards and more. The Elder Scrolls Online Gold Road is now available for pre-purchase on all platforms. I've already bought mine. This new chapter takes you to the Westwild, a region situated on the border of Cyrodiil. Did I pronounce that properly? Westwild? 
talked about. No, maybe, kind of, yeah. sort of. No, you, you did. Your, your mic's muted. No, it's not. Oh, there we go. You were just talking too quietly. Oh, no, um, yes, you did a good job. Okay. You took your Dwemer drops today. I took my Dwemer drops today. Perfect. A region situated on the borders of Cyrodiil, the Gold Coast, and Valenwood. Those Elder Scrolls fans who played the 2006 The Elder Scrolls for Oblivion, that's your game, might be familiar with this part of Tamriel, including its capital city of Skingrad. And we saw a picture of Skingrad in the promo video as well that we showed at the beginning of the stream. A little bit of history about some stuff that's in the Westworld. Not Westworld, Westfield. Ruled by the Colovian Count Calantius. This province is an independent nation allied to the Imperial forces occupying nearby Cyrodiil. However, seemingly overnight, the sweltering jungles of Valenwood have replaced a third of the region, and the Count seeks answers to avoid losing any more of his realm. That said, the new forest that the Wood Elves called Dawnwood may not be the most pressing concern for you and your allies, as you must investigate the reappearance of Ephelia, the Forgotten Prince. While her followers caused chaos in her name, many mysteries remain. Why does she now walk Westworld? And what are her scions' plans for her return? Reality itself hangs in the balance. While it continues, a narrative began in 2023. Like Scions of Athelia, Gold Road tells its own standalone tale and does not require you to play the Necrom chapter. However, as previously mentioned, if you play the previous chapter, you get some kind of lead into the next chapter. Some stuff, some puzzle pieces might be checked over for you. You might get a few answers to some things. And in Bethesda and Zoss fashion, when you complete quests and you interact with other characters again in new realms and a new DLCs, you are sometimes met with some very unique dialogue um, for your character. So it's always good to kind of keep up with those quests because you'll experience a dialogue that wouldn't be available if it was your first time inter interacting with these people. I always like to use Razumdar as a very good example of that. It's depending on how you play the story and you interact with him. He sometimes knows who you are. He sometimes doesn't know where it's really fun. It's, it's a lot of fun, actually. Do you have, okay, I have to ask you a question while we're here really quick. Do you have multiple characters that have and haven't done certain content? Yes. I do too. I have my main who has not done, my main character actually has not done the base game story in um, the Old Married Dominion. Hasn't done the more oh. like ball story. I'm slowly working my way through it. As I get, when I get bored, I'll just jump in and do a part of the quest. Uh, but two of my other characters have completed the main story of uh, for the main base game story. So Molag Ball and the Soul Burst. So when Andravi, my main, interacted with, pardon me, Razumdar for the very first time in Elsewhere, no idea who this person was. So I got a, I got a little bit more. I got met with kind of just a more basic dialogue. However, when I brought one of my characters that had finished the Eldmary Dominion, I was welcomed as a friend of Razumdar's 
um, and a fellow Eye of the Queen. No spoilers, but I mean, it has been 10 years. So yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say that out loud and just call it what it is. So yeah, there is content. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think content that's 10 years old is fair to talk about. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Witherbucket in chat says they still only done the story on one character. Interesting. There are a lot of people out there that just have their main does the story quest characters. I believe Booch also has one of those characters. Like one character does all the stories. Yeah. So I since I play on two platforms, I have two very different experiences because my PlayStation account has everything done except for like some of the DLCs. Mm-hmm. So I have all of the base game, all of that stuff done all the way up through, I think through High Isle now, essentially. Hmm. Um, but I'm working on finishing High Isle still on PS because I kind of jumped around a little bit there. But my PC account, because I had already done the base game and all of that stuff, I'm like, OK, well, I want to go back and this time just do stuff completely out of order which is very chaotic sounding, but I wanted to see what dialogue changed. I wanted to see which story choices were different. Um, I haven't done Somerset on PC. Um, I hadn't done Craglorn. I hadn't done any of that stuff. So I'm sure that there's a lot of dialogue that is is pretty different, um, but it's been fun because what I was starting to do for a while, I started it with High Isle, but I didn't get all the way through it. And I got a little like squirrely and did some other things. But I was doing the two stories at the same time on different platforms to see the variance. Hmm. So I was running it on PlayStation with all of the base game and everything else done. And then I was also running stuff on PC at the same time and kind of like ping ponging back and forth between the quests to determine what some of the dialogue changes were or what characters regarded you in different ways and how they treated you depending upon what you had done with them in the past. Yeah. So it still messes me up because sometimes I'll run somewhere in PC and I'll be like, oh, hey, look, there's that person. And I click on them and they're like, hi, who are you? Nice to meet you. Never seen you before. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you haven't. Ooh, oh, OK, well, uh, maybe I won't do this quest right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I just really wonder how many players out there are like that and how that will affect like this storyline kind of like what we were just reading how you don't have to do necrom but you can continue on and i know that this chapter is bringing quite a few people back because they have that nostalgia for oblivion it's kind of like what we saw with morrowind um at the beginning you know a lot of people came back because they were really really excited for that sort of like morrowind vibe the telvani stuff so we've got a lot of people who are super hype on imperials Mm -hmm. and in cyrodiil and to be gaining an area of cyrodiil that's not a pvp zone is pretty exciting for some people. Definitely. Definitely. Clash of Fates. The forgotten prince may soon return to power and fate itself trembles in anticipation. What impact will you, a mortal adventurer, are we really mortals? Yes. No soul. Oh boy. Here we go. Bringing out that can of worms again. A mortal adventure have on Westfield and his <laughs> myriad threats. You'll have to play Gold Road to find out. So that is the upcoming chapter release for 2024 update 
41 um, and update 42. 41 is the dungeon DLC, and then 42 will be gold road, I believe. Did I do that right? 42? I guess I think I, I think I broke that down correctly. Yes, yeah, Science of Athelia is 41. Gold Road will be 42. Yes. Yeah, that's what I said. Right? No? Yes. Maybe? I Yay. don't know. I, I was know. just I was just realizing something that I forgot to add. Go for it. I'm gonna pull up the information on scribing. Thank you. Because mm -hmm. that's what I forgot to add. <laughs> it's right here. I got it. Doing good. I we mean, no, we're only the most professional. I did everything. I put it all in there. It's fine. Huh? What was what has been happening? <laughs> all right. Scribing. This has been a thing that the community has been asking for since like basically day one. Um, let's yep. talk a little bit about it and then we'll kind of like, we'll, we'll gap in between and kind of discuss and break down what we read as we go along. In the Elder Scrolls Online Gold Road, arriving on June 3rd and June 18th, you can unlock access to an all new game system, Scribing. With Scribing, you can manipulate the nature of magic itself by collecting and customizing special skills, granting you even more ways to tailor specific builds and play your way. When designing this new system, the team focused on improving opportunities for roleplay and choice for ESO's adventurers by providing a greater agency when it comes to selecting and adapting the skills that are right for them. What exactly does this mean for you and your characters? Scribing introduced... Grimoire? Grimoire? Grimoires. Grimoires. Okay. English is my first language, but not the best. Uh, which are new types of skills for your existing skill lines. You can customize these gr grimoires beyond their basic functions, transforming them into exactly what you want on your action box. For example, run grimoire it called Soul Touch allows you to pull soul magic from the core of your being and cast it at a nearby enemy or ally. You can customize Soul Touch by choosing its primary, secondary, and tertiary scripts. You could use the primary to create a damage shield for an ally, pull an enemy to you, or even change it to magic shock or physical damage. In addition, you can use the Soul Infusion secondary to enable the ability to consume a Soul Gem and gain an ultimate. That's actually really cool. Or you can use Recovery secondary to regain resources for a targeted ally. Words are hard. Oh my gosh. Should not be allowed to read these things. You gonna sneeze? I I was considering it. You were considering sneezing. Yeah. Yeah. See the atrocious pronunciation of my words caused you to sneeze. Yes. Yes. Um, so that is actually really neat. I like I like the idea of being able to consume a soul gem and just getting an ultimate. I think that's really awesome because so often it's like you use an ultimate and then you're like, damn, like I have, I need to grab another ultimate to give me that, you know, execute or whatever I want. So I'm excited to kind of see what happens 
with that. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Me too. Me too. Yes. I think that it is maybe going to also inject a little bit more into making soul gems worth something. I mean, for people that run dungeons or, you know, whatnot, um, I think that they probably utilize them, but we all have probably stacks and stacks of those suckers laying around in our inventory at this point. Right. So I think it's going to be useful now that it's kind of re-injecting, if you will, um, a reason to have some of those with you other than just picking a person up or picking yourself up during a fight if if you happen to go down. Because that's the other thing, too, is like once you get to a certain level within the game, there is a lot of very hard content that does require a res if you go down. However, a lot of casual players who have decent gear may not encounter that. So they just have stacks and stacks of these things that don't get used, especially if they don't run dungeons or they don't run trials, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I also. OK, so this is one of the things that I was semi right on, actually, when we were doing our prediction stuff, because one of the things that I brought up was if we got spellcrafting, I didn't think that it would be a full. <laughs> yes, I am looking at you, Minwi. Um I didn't think that it would be a full spellcrafting system, right? Looking at what they introduced in Infinite Archive and how you can pick up the verses and things at the end of each particular like level or portion of your run, I kind of thought, well, if they're going to do spellcrafting and not break the game, the only way that they can kind of make that happen is if they treat it similarly to what they're doing in Infinite Archive. And that's kind of what we're getting out of this in a way, right? We're getting these different like levels of things that you can add that will give you, um, you know, bonuses or consume a soul gem or something like that. But they're not, hopefully, knock on wood, necessarily anything that would be game breaking to balance passes thus far. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that this is going to be a really cool step. It's also neat because as far as I know, they've reused some of the assets. Um that they had had or that they had showed a long, long time ago for spellcrafting. So like some of the artwork is very similar. Um, I think some descriptions of certain things have been have been used. But yeah, I I think it's kind of a cool way that we're going to get a little bit of RP. We're going to get a little bit of a system that allows us to construct and customize something that we want for our character, whether it be skill lines or the look of something or an action that happens um, while not going so far out of the realm of something that makes sense within the game. Yeah. Right. So I'm really excited to see what some of these are once we get more information on them and once we learn more about the system. And I'm going to be I, I can't wait to kind of see how the system actually breaks down and works and like what that UI looks like, hmm. you know, Um from that perspective, because I think that if they're really focused on on role playing and kind of how all of that works for this to give that part of the audience a little bit more, um, hopefully they do that even within the, the confines of the UI and stuff. Yeah. So it'll be nice to see them to like go into a tree like soul magic, which realistically. Mm -hmm. They introduced you open it, it and then what do you use it for? You, 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 you <laughs> like, unlock it and it's like one of the very yeah. first things you do in the base game. And then after that, you get like 55 billion soul gems and then you never touch it again. So it's going to be really nice that they're yep. going back and be like, hey, we have th they've recognized that they have this 
entire tree and system that's built into the base game. And it's basically been forgotten about up until now. And they're like, let's utilize this. So seeing soul gems and seeing soul magic tree and a few of those other trees that kind of don't get used as much. Um, I mm -hmm. think of, you know, Ledger Domain and um, even some of the Dark Brotherhood stuff. Like, yeah, they have a little more passive stuff, but maybe there's an, there's an opportunity there for them to take this new um, scribing system and enhance that tree a bit more and actually have your more PvE or even PvP players utilize these skill trees um, in their gameplay. So... Yeah, it's, yeah, it, I agree. It's gonna be I, nice. I think, I think it'll be a refresh without giving everyone a new full skill tree or a new full class. Yeah. So hopefully, it kind of reinvigorates some of the stuff that already exists to give people more customization than we've had previously. Now, do we know is is it going to be a skill you put on your skill bar, or is it going to be a a different kind of part of your bars or is that just something we don't know yet like is, I... is it going to replace one of my five skills or is it going to be in addition to my five skills that's the class for the question i was trying to ask i don't know so that's going to be interesting to see when it comes out is it is it because that if you're replacing those five skills that can become a rebalance issue or benefit because you're rebalancing the whole game in and of itself yeah i i think you have to actually like activate it as a skill like okay. i don't think it's replacing a skill in that way that you're talking about okay yeah, yeah. Uh, boost this says is... we'll have to activate it as a skill from their description yeah okay so i don't think we know all of the details yet it hasn't been fully hashed out but i'm mm -hmm. very very excited to see what goes along with it and not only that they mentioned that it's going to have quest things tied to it. So yeah. it's going to give us some more lore as well, which is, of course, what we love at the Lore Seekers. So yeah. we'll get not only something that makes a difference in game for us as players for combat or things like that, as well as role playing, but also gives us brand new content that will tie to the lore of the game overall. So perfect. Uh, that actually yeah. ties right into the next portion of the scribing thing, which is exploring the origins of magic. To master the art of scribing, you'll need the Gold Road chapter, which grants access to brand new questline. In this unique story, ancient magic arising in the world attracts the attention of the Mages Guild, who send one of their best to investigate. Working alongside a brave knight of the Lamp, you'll discover a mysterious new location and altar and discover the secrets of the mage who built it. Throughout the quest line, you'll learn how to scribe, gain grimoire or two, and meet new friends along the way. So they are, yeah, it's getting a whole story and quest line attached to it. Op and opinion. Opinion. Do you think this is going to be like the Sigic quest line? Where like you know it exists, you have to go unlock it, and then you're going to have to grind your mind out <laughs> to get something to go along with it. Probably. They're going to want to... What? Do, do you want to know a secret? I, I like secrets. Should I, turn off the, should I turn off the streams so that nobody else knows the secret? No, it's okay. Oh, I'll tell okay. everyone. This is only here. I've you never... heard it here at Lore Seekers first. 
I've never done the Sigic quest line. Get out. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. All right. Well, that's the end of Bacon. Bye, Bacon. No, not the Sigic quest line. <laughs> um, yeah, so for those of you guys that don't know, because for whatever reason you haven't, you, you're like Bacon and you've been living under a, 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 a tree of the Green Pact or something like that in Valenwood, um, the Sigic quest line is one of those quest lines that takes a decent amount of time to get through. It is... When you get it, it's like you've achieved a whole nother level of completion in the game. It just takes forever to grind it out. It's a very long quest line, and it takes a long time to go through. So most people that I know will do the quest line once, and if they have the crowns, they buy it for, for characters that need it using the crown gems that they get from the ESO sub subscription because they don't want to do it multiple times. There are a few people out there that are crazy enough to go through and grind the Sigic questline on every one of their characters. And you people that do that are absolute saints and good for you for just playing the Sigic questline endlessly. Good on you. You're doing a lot better than most people. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm proud of you. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I love I, I did start it on PlayStation and I love the lore that came out of it. And I love the auger, but like and the text, the auger, right? Like the, the dialogue from the auger is so great. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. But I've never really I've never used any of those skills with my main. So because I'm a stam blade, I'm just like. I mean, maybe that's because I don't know what skills I get from it, but you know what I'm saying? I just, yeah, yeah it, it I don't depends. use it very much. Yeah. And you don't, you're not one of the, one of the people that really micro adjusts your build based on no. stat changes and, and updates. Like you, your build has pretty much been the same bar since you created your character and you do yeah, a really I good job kinda, with it. Like it works for you. I just move stuff around yeah. as needed. Yeah. Oh, I'm pressing this button more. This must be my new um, spammable. So you just move <laughs> the spammable over spammable to this key. Yeah. Your, yeah. your thumb gets tired, so you just move it over <laughs> to your index finger. You're like, spammable! <laughs> um, get Batman in chat there. So I did it once, and then I just bought it. Uh, my time is worth more than my money. Yeah, fair enough. Like, some people just have that ability, and they can do stuff like that. And, you know, you get crowns for having a a monthly or yearly sub. So it's not like it's unachievable if you're paying for ESO plus. But anyways, is to answer your question, do we think that scribing is probably going to be something along the lines of Sigic? We don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being similar in the way that it is a bit grindy to get through. And uh, don't hold your breath on being able to buy it in the crown store within the first year. No, that came like years, years after the fact. After that was quite a few like, years because it has such powerful skills in it. And they were like, "We're not giving well, this to everybody." It also came, I think, around the time that we got the um, being able to purchase like the sold the um, I almost said purchase soul gems. Oh, the little um, ultimate you know generation, I mean? the the yeah. well, right? The Iliad well that you could put in your house that yep. gave you your ulti. 
it came like around that, but it also yeah. came around when console got the um, markings for sky shards and stuff. So all of that kind of rolled out similarly. And I think it's probably because it was an easy I mean, I can't speak for the devs. I don't know, but I have a feeling it's because that was easy to be able to target those things at that point, like purchase all these sky shards from this zone, purchase the Sigic quest line from this zone, purchase the antiquities stuff. Yeah. So, no, exactly. I'll go through this just a little bit more and then we'll kind of move on. Um, style your existing skills too, with the ability to mix and match a wide variety of classes, race, skills, and gear sets. ESO always has always striven. Why does that word not sound right? But anyways, to provide you with the freedom and power to customize your character's unique play styles. In the spirit of this core pillar, Gold Road also introduces a new type of collectible called skill styles. Skill styles are color variations of popular abilities. If you've been watching the Crown Store and the Crown Gems, you've seen the different Way Shrine returns and harvesting things. That's what it started with. Skill styles are the color variation of popular abilities from various weapon, guild, and world skill lines, helping you further stand out on the battlefield. So basically, no two characters are going to be the same anymore. Everyone will have the ability to customize their character to be 100% unique, which is awesome. I mean, it's hard to find in a matching identical person in the world of Tamriel, but at least now you'll stand out a little bit more when you're in Cyrodiil and you keep casting these red spells in the air. I'll know it's you and I'll target you. Like, yeah, it's the guy that's casting red all the time. Booch wants a purple beam on his Arcanist. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> it's yes. like a rainbow rave. <laughs> oh God, yes, please, please oh do. Oh my gosh. A purple oh my beam. Gosh. We need a big old purple beam. Yeah. At Wild. the launch of Gold Road, you can unlock these skill styles as an in-game reward, but there's a lot more planned for them beyond the chapter as well. So you can play your way. And I'm going to close this interactive window. And I think I already talked about the West. Did we talk about? No, we didn't. So I have done a metric poop ton of talking. Did you want to talk sure. about Westworld or do you want me to talk about Westworld? Because you have a lore lesson to read as well. I do always forget about that. No, it's okay. <clears throat> it's okay. I can talk Westworld for a little right. bit if you'd like. Give me, give me a second here. Let me pull it up. My voice gets annoying after a while. I know how it is. No. 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 So backtracking just for a second, we talked a mm -hmm. little bit about more. <laughs> we talked a little bit about... Um, the fact that we were getting two dungeons coming, but did we actually give the names of them? No, I can't remember. I don't think we did. Yeah. So there's so the two. Yeah. The two new four player dungeons that we're going to be getting with signs of Athelia are um, the Oath Sworn Pit, which is basically this training ground for the followers of Malakath. So we've got to see how that ties in. And then the other one is called Bedlam Vale, which is the one that I am very, very excited for because it is a secret vault within the demi-realm of Maelstrom. So if mm. you've ever run Maelstrom and you've seen Fanuit Hen, uh, who is there, that dungeon is going to have to do with uh, Fanuit Hen is going to be there. And then also it's going to be kind of within the confines of what we know about Maelstrom already, which, you know, if you've ever run that content, you kind of like run through a portal and then you're in a different plane and then you run through a portal and you're in a different 
veil and you know so it'll be pretty cool to see how they do that as a four-person dungeon versus what we get as a one-person arena in uh the game currently so excited about that i think the last eso live that they just did they had finn gina and jess and they actually walked through both of these um dungeons i remember when i was working i saw the oathsworn pit one and uh finn was talking about some really cool things you're gonna see in that dungeon that you're gonna be like oh i remember this person from this quest way over here and they're gonna be in this so there's some really cool little things to look out look out for um and also some changes too like where the way you saw this person is not how you're going to see them in this dungeon they're going to be different and i'll leave it at that um they have retextured Ooh. some of these people uh to make them appear slightly different because and there's a lore reason as to why so um specifically with the malakath dungeon oh cool i didn't yeah. get to watch that stream fully i just kind of had it running but i was very very busy that day at work so i did not get to actually watch it so um, and there was no time to watch it for me before we did the show here. So it'll be totally a surprise for me. That's it. Um, we're pausing the show and then we're going to go watch the video and then we'll come back. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's talk West Wheels, um, which is part of that Gold Road announcement that we have. So in um, the upcoming Gold Road chapter, we're going to be exploring the West Wheels zone, which will have brand new locations characters, challenges, rewards, and story. If you are a person who played Oblivion, you are going to be familiar with the southeast part of Cyrodiil, potentially, right? This part of the chapter release is going to help us expand that out for the first time because we're going to be seeing that for the first time since Oblivion. Um, so it'll be really fun to see kind of the updated, but not updated because it's pre- <laughs> version of these places anyway i digress but um so yeah it says recently strange happenings have thrown the region into turmoil changing the landscape in bizarre ways and introducing new threats you'll have to contend with in the southeast lies the gold road a temperate environment similar to that found on the gold coast it's home to the region's capital city skingrad the bustling center of the zone and the linchpin for the colovian imperials who call the province home Toward the, the southwest. Sorry. Yes. The city looks no, it's huge. Okay. Yeah, I'm, and it looks kind of like multi-level-ish. Yeah. Like, did you notice that? White run-ish, like where it has two different tiers to the city itself. Yeah, I think if I remember that, Castle Skingrad is uh, raised up a little bit, so that's probably what we're seeing there in the um picture that we've got right up here this is just a precursor of how they're going to design the city of white run for next year's dlc <laughs> keep dreaming keep dreaming dream big peanut dream big dreaming big sorry go ahead um no it's okay so it says uh towards the southwest you'll find dawnwood bosmer vibes so excited formerly under imperial control the area is now home to the encroaching jungles of nearby valenwood there you'll discover a dense wilderness and the wood elf settlement of vashabar even more alarming is the Wild Burn, a dangerous area that separates the Dawnwood from the Colovian Highlands and the Gold Road, comprised of sickened, magically twisted land and even more warped beasts. In the north of the Westfield lies the Colovian Highlands, a mountainous region that is home to an imperial settlement and numerous ruins. Classic Colovian architecture inspired many of the zone's structures, although as you explore its varied terrain, you'll also encounter many alien ruins 
that speak to an older heritage. These ruins are less spoiled than many other similar locations and will show off structures and architectural pieces of alien culture that we've never seen before. So I'm very excited about that. They showed us a couple previews, I think, in one of the streams. It might have been in the announcement stream of the uh, some of the alien ruins and how they're more intact. So we get a lot more of those like blues and that glowing and the alien trees that we see in some of the delves and whatnot. So I think it's a nice way to make the delves look fresh uh, and still tie into the lore of the area. So it's going to be exciting to see all of that. Um, I am curious about skin grad because if I remember correctly in oblivion skin grad had a lot to do with vampires. I think. Am I remembering that correctly? So do I have Somebody to wear in my, chat? Do I need to wear my turtleneck? You should wear your turtleneck when we okay. go on the gold road. Yeah. Okay. Just make sure that you pull it up nice and high nice so and nobody high, bites your neck while right we're there. there. I don't want my neck bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Draylon says, I mean, there is one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I. This is cool to me how they're giving the region a different feel depending upon where you are. So you have Skingrad, which seems like it's going to be a lot of these heavy oranges and reds and kind of this fall feeling atmosphere. Then we have the Dawnwood, which there's no pictures of it in this release here, but it's showing a lot more of those like trees kind of growing over Colovian buildings and encroaching on things. And it's kind of popped up overnight. So it gives me almost like when I think of it, Jack and the Beanstalk vibes as a kid, you know, where you've got something that's wrapped around or like a house that's being punched up in the air by um, some sort of of plants and things that are like that. So and then we've got beyond that, then that classic area of Colovia that's much more untouched, unruined um, and is going to have a lot more of these structures. So it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, um, it says what well, for a map of Westville. Hold, please. I got you, fam. Literally just had it. I'm surprised. Yeah, they don't have one on um, the website. Oh. Hold, please. Holding. La live. I'll leave here. this here. <laughs> Yeah, I bet everybody's eyes might be dying right sorry. now. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I just okay. went mass scrolling through everything. So. Um, I believe I put one in our chat. Hold. Hold, please. Our personal one? Yes. I think I clipped it. Aha, here There's we go. older one, yeah. Nope, it's not that old. But I'll just relink it for you. So you can pop it up on stream. Yeah. Ah, no. Not what I wanted to do. Save image. Okay. Sorry, you were going to say something. I'm going to deal with this. Oh, goodbye, me. Um. Yeah. Uh, so back to the things that you're going to get from the Westfield. So it says, while the land itself is changing, it's under an attack from a lot of unfamiliar foes, bringing all new dangers to the Westfield's adventures. These challenges can include new delves in public dungeons, world bosses, and a bevy of standalone quests that will tell stories that are unique to the zone. In addition, on new world events, we have the name of them here. They're going to be called Mirror More Incursions. Do you know what the Mirror More is, Peanut? 
No, but I have a feeling you're going to tell me. <laughs> I can. The mirror more is um, the realm potentially of Athelia. Mirror more. So mirror more incursions are going to have some of those like fragmented mirror looking that was um, that creatures. The, sh- the shattered glass stuff was for when mm-hmm. they dropped the logo on. I believe so. Um, we are also going to see, since we talked about the DLCs a minute ago, Athelia, that's a huge witch. Yes, she is. Um, <laughs> we're getting a new 12 player trial, the Lucent Citadel, which is going to have us go into this long forgotten Daedric vault. So Ooh. that sounds to me very similar to like what we're getting with that other dungeon that's going through the, the areas of Maelstrom, like Maelstrom, these demi planes. Um, can't wait to see what that is. And the picture that they show, the sky looks kind of Fargravey, does it not? Have you been to Fargrave? Of course I've been to Fargrave. Okay, I'm just asking. Daily I don't quest know. There. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so anyway, the sky below or above that picture for the new trial to me looks a little bit Fargrave-ish. So I don't know. Um the Westfield is also going to have 10 new item sets, more antiquities, of course, some collectibles and achievements and titles that we will be earning. So we will also get the that stuff tying into what you mentioned a few minutes ago with scribing that new collectible called skill styles that will allow you to make changes to popular abilities that you have with future updates coming, of course. So a lot of this we're kind of repeating or, you know, adding a little bit here and there to it as we go over it and read it. But that's because the way that everything is released, we're getting information kind of as we go. Yeah. And they dropped the chapter stuff, but they didn't give us all of the information. So it's like you have to read all these different articles to get a couple little bits and pieces um, of each thing. Different people that write different articles talk about different things, whether they were supposed to talk Mm -hmm. about them or not is the other question. But (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So um, the return of Athelia and the Wild Burn will introduce threats both old and new in the Westfield, and we will have to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull up the roadmap for this year. So that kind of takes us yeah. into our year long chapter release. So starting with update 41, which should be coming out in just a little over a month. We'll have the Dungeon DLC game pack and the quality of life improvements. Did they have they put any patch notes out yet for the QOL improvements yet? Is that a thing or are they still working on those? Um, I actually did not get to peruse the patch notes, so that may be something we have to add into the next show that we do. But um, I believe that I know like the item sets and certain things I think were already starting to get listed in there from the okay. PTS, but I'm not yeah. sure about that. So now that we're um, talking about the, the patch notes for update 41 with the dungeons, I don't know if maybe they mm-hmm. added in the QOL stuff yet. So I'll, I'll have to, yeah. I'll take a look after the show and, and take a look. And yeah, I think the next show we have in February, probably just after this release or just before, mm-hmm. um, we'll have to go through them and we'll have a lot more information at yeah. that point in time. And yeah, then fall- the chat. Go ahead. Chat is saying that they are on PTS currently right now. So Perfect. the update 41 patch notes are on PTS. Awesome. Yeah. So if you want to go check it out, go over to the PTS, install that. You can check out the two new dungeons. You can check out all the new quality quality of life stuff. I know our very good friend Cording Onyx has been just into the PTS, grabbing all the stuff, looking at all the things. I don't know what's going on with Twitch. That's weird. 
Oh, I do know one thing that needs to be mentioned that is a quality of life update. Let's do it. Stackable Siege. Yes. Stackable Siege. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, my brain turned off off for a second. I remember that. I'm sorry. I was just, I was really excited. (laughs) You know what? I'm pretty sure I have a screenshot on my computer somewhere that specifically has Stackable Siege on the thing. And it's there. Yep. Yep. Um, Booch also says unified repair kits. That's nice. Oh, yeah. There's no more different types of repair kits. It's just one type all the way across. I love that. So that's Um, a good quality of life update. Just checking in on something quickly. Bear with me for a moment. Yeah, I don't. If you're checking on the Twitch stuff, I don't think it's your end. I think it might be Twitch dying. Unfortunately, we've had some freezing happening during the stream. Okay, so it might be on Twitch's then. Twitch might be having some problems. So apologies to those of you guys that are in Twitch chat. Normally it's not like that, but um, so after update 41, we'll have the Gold Road chapter, which will show up in June. Uh, so there's a new chapter, the Westfield Zone, the scribing system will be there. Update 43 will launch uh, a little while after that. I don't think we have a, a release date for update 43 and update 44 yet. But uh, there's going to be a new housing related feature, some more quality of life improvements, emphasis on the quality of life. They're doing a really, really good job this time around at finding all the small little things that are causing problems, little bugs, little glitches, and they're working on them. They're fixing them and they are releasing patches for these things. I know there's a lot of things that have been sitting in the game for a very long period of time that people have mentioned month after month and stream after stream on Zoss's website, they're working on fixing them, which is really nice to see. And they did say that last year before the Necrom release that they were going to really focus on more quality of life fixes to make the gameplay a little bit smoother. So we're seeing that now more so this year than we did last year, because I know last year was all Q4 was just fixes galore. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably... That and the fact that we got new hardware too, right? So that makes a big difference as well because they can actually go and probably do some of these things because now yep. they have more support for that on the hardware side. Remember that like year-long hardware thing that we were supposed to do that took like two and a half years to kind of get everything <laughs> fixed? Um, we're here now. Everything's fixed. It took them a little longer than they anticipated and they were very they were pretty upfront about that. But yeah, I think the hardware yeah. is definitely something that's helping and is giving them the opportunities to go back and start fixing some of these problems. Mm-hmm. And then update 44 sure. to finish off the year will be two new companions and a new PVP related feature. Put a pin on that chat. Put a pin on that friends. Something PVP related is coming. It has been a long time since we've had a PVP related fix. Something's coming at the end of this year. So if you're a PVP person, you need to be hanging out for the year because something's coming down the down the uh, pipe. So I was wrong. I pegged that as being a Q3 thing. And it you turned did. out to be Q4. You did. I was so close. Yeah. So I think they, did, they did mention that they were working on something last year. They said they have something that they're working on, but it wasn't anywhere near ready to even be talked about. And it wouldn't yeah. be till 2024. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it's going to be a huge year with a brand new zone, a brand new dump of lore with something that we've never seen before. (laughs) Lore dump. Lore dump. (laughs) 
<laughs> sound effects included. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're getting no. a new Daedric Prince. We're getting a new zone, a zone. We're, sorry, we're revisiting a zone, not getting no. a new zone per se. We're revisiting an old zone in, like you said, to pre before it was <sighs> anyways. Pooch, PvP in crafting areas, calling it. There we go. That's officially what it is. Q4 update 44 for 2024 is going to be PvP in all the crafting stations in Cyrodiil. And on top of all of the outposts, you're going to be able to just watch people spawn in and then you can kill them. They're just like, you know what? Don't Free for all. say that. Let's go for it. Do not. No. Do not say that. <laughs> Do not. No. I'm joking. I will, co I will come through my computer and shake you. Goodness. So, yeah, that is our gold road. So the one thing I wanted to point out and the reason why I wanted the map, there was a reason for me asking for the map. Someone pointed this out. Lay it on me. Let's go. As of the release of gold road zone, the Westfield zone, we are now officially able to circumnavigate Tamriel without the use of sky sh of way shrines. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's so true. Yep. So well, no matter where except for except for Hughes Bane, right? Oh no, you can go to Abba's Landing via you can go via boat. Yes, yeah, you go via boat. But you can't get you wouldn't be able to get out of Hughes Bane. But you can now move between the three alliances without going into Cyrodiil now. Completely Un, you can walk through it. So there might be a Tamrielic pilgrimage coming in the near future when this happens. And we will wander through every one of the zones and all the factions in a big giant circle. Some boats may be needed and there might be a delve into the uh, Blackreach. But remember that one time that we did the Nordic Bathers Towel run and we never actually had that event remember when we did all that work for that the nordic bait oh do that. yeah oh yeah the puzzle right the tamrielic no, uh the, it was yeah. amazing race yeah it was crossing the map and going via black reach yep there was the amazing race that we did do 100 we did do that it was how fast can you get from skyrim to um solitude east right? march east march solitude yeah. to east march to windhelm without yeah. using any way shrines and there were tasks you had to do. That was a thing. There was a thing in it. You know what? That might make a return. Well, it, it might actually be, we have... it might actually be a thing. Yeah. We, we never, never, we happened. never did it. So we can't, <laughs> we can't say that it's a return because we never did. It. Yeah. Well, we I mean, it's it a return together. to my head. It's a return to our head. <laughs> we, did, we did so much work. I was uh... running and then we never did it. <laughs> so anyway. one day I just ran. And I didn't stop <laughs> running. Stop. <laughs> and I just, when I, I got think tired, I'll go home. <laughs> I just kept running. And when I finally got back, I think I'm going to go home now. I'm tired. Now, that's what I was just going to say. That's you when you get to the end because your house is in solitude. So you'd be like, yeah. I think I'll go home now. <laughs> I'm going to start in solitude and then I'll get to solitude yeah. and be like, yeah, okay, I'm done. Anyway. Yeah, there, you don't think there is uh, a pass across the missing central central. There's not, but you can go via Blackreach is what we figured out. So you can take the lifts. Yeah, oh, wait, ahead. but that doesn't go to the rift. 
How did we get there? <laughs> we'll have to go back and look. All right. Finding a I think we world had... map of Tamriel. Um, no, no, no. Do not. We don't need to go way off the rails for that event. You and oh I will deal with that later. We're going to deal with that. We Anyways, need to keep going. We're going to figure this <laughs> we have out. We a crown store showcase. But, oh, God. Yeah, we have to talk about the crown store. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Has anybody actually looked at the crown store yet? Because it's freaking crazy. Okay, what? Okay, first off, let's let's do crown store showcase. Let's get this. Let's get this out and turn that off. Turn that on. Boom! Crown store showcase. Watch the stream tank again. Don't do it. It won't. It won't happen. It's not going to happen. Stuga is still hey, looking for me. Yeah. Yes, Stuga is still looking for me. Hey, before you pop into the Crown Store Showcase, though, because that's about February, let's also talk quickly about the February login rewards. Do your logins this month because there are Gloom Spore crates coming on days 9 through 13. And then there's also a pet that's a Dragon Moon pet because it's Lunar New Year. um, And that's happening on the 14th. So do your logins because you get some cool free stuff this month. Uh... Because you'll get the gloom, you can get four gloom spore crates and then a preview crate. And the preview crate is guaranteed like one, I think, high level reward. The last time we had that, everybody got pets. So who knows what will come out of this. But um, yeah, do that. And then because White Strikes is coming, there's lots of AP at the end of the month. Like the first week lots of, of AP. The first week of White Strikes, yeah. isn't it? Is AP. Uh, Third week in. I think that's the first week of White Streaks. So you'll get up to 100K on day 21 if you do your logins. So, like, do your things. I even had Nyx logging into hers to get her dailies. I'm logging into my alternate to get my dailies. And I'm logging into my main to get my dailies. I was even logging out on Xbox to get my dailies. Like, you guys, Zoss doesn't always chock full a bunch of really awesome stuff in their daily login rewards but every once in a while they do this like weird week where they just throw a bunch of really cool stuff in there and i love that they do it you're gonna get seals of endeavors for the first week you're gonna get crown crates next week and then you're gonna get just like Bacon was saying, you're gonna get alliance points in week three and then week four is crafting specific stuff Week three also has a pet. So, like, just all you have to do is log in, click the claim, and then log out. If that's all the ESO you play in the month of February, that should be it. So Four. I did miss one sure. day. I also did, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's because scams. Yes. So many scams. <laughs> Booch, peanut describing what addiction sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh. Uh, I know. I'm so excited at the chat. We also had Matt and chat say, just wait until we see what April looks like. I think they're going to go ham on the login rewards this year because it's the 10th anniversary. Yeah. I have not purchased anything from the Bethesda store either because I'm like, nope, just wait. There's bound to be a 10th anniversary something. What just wait. An addiction? Just wait. Your crown crates. That and my statuette addiction. Oh. I bought it. Okay, when I say I bought it, I I have someone. Yeah. I bought it. <laughs> We're just gonna leave it at that. I bought it. The new Ithaca because, because statue. 
because Canada. Ophelia and also statue. her name's Ophelia. not Ophelia. Ithaca. Ophelia. Ophelia. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> ah! Do you even lore, bro? No, apparently not. There is no lore on Ophelia. Or Ithaca. <laughs> or Ophelia. <laughs> or Ophelia. It's just Lumineers. Well, Ophelia. Ophelia. <laughs> yeah. That technically does have real life history, but yeah. you, you know. Oh my goodness. Okay. Crap. Crown store showcase. What were you? Are you trying to keep me on track? Was that what you were doing right there? Kind of, sort of. How's that? How's that coffee? Water. Water in an ESO mug. No, it's tea because periite. Huh. Huh. Crown store daily login. No, not daily login rewards. We just went over that. Peanut, go back to what you just had. Crown store showcase. ESO Plus deals. All ESO Plus members have access to cool things every single month. And this month's cool thing is Vivex Triumph. It's a free statuette that you can put in your house. There's also going to be some crown gems and seal of endeavor items that are coming up on discount from February 15th to the 29th. Is there 29 days in February this year? It's a leap year this year. Happy leap year. Happy leap year, everybody. Harrow Storm Bear. Can we just talk about how bad a, bad butt that bear looks? Can I say that other word? Is that allowed? Or is it more like, I don't know. can we just talk about how how absolutely bad that bear looks? <laughs> it's big. That's a big bear. It's big. He it's was referring awesome. to my mug. Yeah. No, I was referring to the bear. That bear is big. No, chat was referring to my mug while I'm you were in so Singapore. Lost. What? While you were in Singapore, we did when we did the extra live stream. I also was drinking tea out of this because apparently whenever we stream, that's when my allergies and everything decide to go wild. And I said, hey, I'm drinking out of this mug. And then I was like, look at how cool it is. I got it from the store. It's big. And someone, <clears throat> Matt, may or may not have an audio clip of that that he likes to play for me sometimes to tease me that's all oh my goodness anyway carry on with the crown store yeah booch February. Year, not leap year February 15th to the 29th you can get this big chonky bear there's an adorn adornment hairstyle um can we get some facial styles again please I need some beards do you mean like Oh, okay. I was like, you mean like face markings? I no, was no. a little confused. We need some what you were beards and face hair. Um, we need more of that. Hairstyles are cool. Okay. Don't get me wrong. The Debella's Doll Mask Pack. It's kind of cool. Looks very Jester's Festival-ish. Uh, that'll be available from the 12th to the 15th of February. We have the White Streaks Mayhem Crowns. Because when you're running through Cyrodiil, dying endlessly and fighting each other, why not wear a beautiful crown on your head? So at least you die beautifully and elegantly. No? Yeah? I suppose. I Vortex suppose. body veil tattoo. That's kind of cool looking, actually. What were you going to say? There's lots yeah. of there's lots, there's lots of what? Uh, I was going to say there's lots of Imperial things in the store for February because of white streaks. Definitely. Uh, wardrobe, costumes, fashion, witch ensemble. 
kind of like a witch's outfit. Should be kind of cool. That'll be available February. That's actually available right now until the 8th. So if you haven't gotten already, you got four more days to go pick it up. And then Blacksmith. The heavy leather Smith's apron is back again. So if you want to embrace your no shirt blacksmith apron awesomeness, you have until from the 12th to the 15th to go pick it up. Limited time. And if you want to embrace your quiet baking and cooking side, then you can adorn yourself in a chef's costume. And no, he's not holding his chin. He's licking his finger, testing the batter. There you go. Well, I'm holding my chin because I don't have batter. Um. Star made wolf's head is back again for White Streaks Mayhem from February 26th to the 29th. Only a few days for that one. Three days. And the Imperial City Temple Tunic. We've got Crown Crafting Motif, Thorn Legion, which is from the 5th to the 8th. You only got a couple more days left for that one. Holgen One-Eye notes in his guide to his gear, I don't think anyone killed more Akaviri than I did during the recent invasion from Kamal, so I guess that makes me an expert in their wares of war. So that's for the Akaviri style page. Uh, scale collar. Narianth Arms pack is back. And the hork, the, the hork of forhibilation. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, no. It is the fork of horripilation. Oh, my. Let's goodness. try that again. Uh, the fork of horripilation is back. Not the hork, the fork. That thing right there. You've got it. It's a Moscovian blacksmith. Smells like what? cheese. It's a Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Not the musty Argonian blacksmith. <laughs> you broke him. Oh, you man. broke him. Forky. <sighs> Whoa. That uh, was very close to another word. <laughs> <laughs> what? <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> the Lady Thorn Arms Pack. And Storm Astronaut Crates. Those will be from the 15th to the 29th of February. Alongside the, those, you know, when that ends on the 29th, immediately Sovngarde crates are back again. And then, of course, our events. In the Ampersario, you can purchase all those wonderful things during the White Streaks Mayhem celebration in-game events. So stay tuned for the event details. We don't know when it's going to start. <laughs> this is getting too much. This is getting too much for me. Oh man! You, you know what? Wither says you know what? Can't Chats even read Shagorathies. What? I can't read Shagorathies. <laughs> I can quote Shagorath, yeah. but not so much. Uh, there's a bunch of furniture again, like Bacon was saying. There's a lot of um, more imperialistic stuff. You've got um, oh steam bath. I might actually have to pick that one up. I'm gonna create a bathhouse. Maybe. Heart's Day Retreat. Sure. Oh, the music box. Dereni Swan. That's a new one. Yeah, that is a new one. 
and the breezy night in Bruma. Yeah, that one's been around for forever. That, that it comes up been, all the time. That, that breezy, that breezy Bruma has been around. Yeah. Um, it's a, gourmet, bree- a breezy night in Bruma. Oh my goodness. Uh, That's what happens when you go see the musty Argonian place. <laughs> Or the rusty Argonian mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in that baker's outfit, the bowl is very rusty. <laughs> oh no! Oh man, chat, you kill us. We've, com- <laughs> we've completely devolved. <laughs> it's because we're the knockoff versions. <laughs> For those of us feeling a little horny. Oh. oh my goodness. I'm changing I'm chat done. to emo only mode. <laughs> no, don't you do it. You don't do it. You let those people stay with oh, us. Oh man. Um, furnishing back, <laughs> equipment stations. Those are going to be back again in the um, crown store for you to pick up. The one thing I will say about furnishing crafting stations is you don't need to buy them with crowns because you can buy them in vendors. Guild vendors when people use for their um, their writs, when they do their writs, you get the writs, you can buy the furnishing stations. People sell them all the time. So realistically, if you're looking for a set of furnishing crafting stations, ask in your guild, ask in your communities that you're a part of. I am sure there are people that are probably sitting on writs that could probably work out an arrangement or a deal. You can swap some, you know, crafting writs or some coin or something. Um, It's one of those things that's really awesome that you can buy it in the crown store because it's available for crowns. But if you do want these, please don't feel obligated to have to go and buy these in the crown store. You can get them from your guild vendors. Um, Yeah. So that's going to be available. If you want to spend your crowns that you get for your sub, those will be available from the 15th to the 20th. Um, in the crown store. Unfathomable knowledge box and a statue of Hermaeus Mora, because why wouldn't you want a giant tentacly tentacles right in your front door? You walk in your front door and boom, there's a tentacle statue just right in front of you. Just wave it all. It's little tentacle things at you. I'm actually really excited that that's back in the store because I missed it the first time. And it's a really cool statue. It is massive it's big as i said before it's massive um and yeah it's got some different effects when you change things over so like when you you know toggle through it so i'm pretty excited for that um and i want to hear what this music box sounds like the unfathomable unfathomable knowledge box because i think we have had it once before and it's returning oh yeah it says returns to the crown store so it was here once before during the necrom stuff mm-hmm um, cool little thing about the Necrom or the uh, sorry, the Hermes Mora statue is that is the same statue as the second iteration of the statuette that they released last year. Same layout, kind of cool. Uh, there is it. also going to be apocryphal curiosities, which will be available oh. in the crown store. So, if you want to decorate your house and make it look like apocrypha in the realm of forbidden knowledge. That's your pack right there. Sweetwater Cascades returns again. The idyllic location between the Khajiiti and Imperial lands. This tranquil villa draws upon the Anequina Aqueduct for its dancing fountains and deep cisterns. You can see the aqueduct in the back there. 
in uh, from elsewhere. So definitely a house if you like that. Nice big house. This is a new one. The mm-hmm. Tower of Unutterable Truths will be available from the 22nd of February to March 2nd. That's, I think, that's our first Apocrypha house. It sure is. Yep. So if you would like to just reside in the realm of forbidden knowledge, then that's your house. And go there, and then you could put your little furnishing items that you bought, too, inside of that house with the statue from A.S. Mora. And then at that point, there you may just worship him. You'll probably only go a little crazy by staying there. Just a little bit. At least you have instant yeah. access. You have basically a giant library right outside your door. Just walk out your door, grab Heck a floating yeah. book. Done. Not be the last thing you ever do, but read a book. Might turn into something that looks a little weird and become a mm. shell of your own self, but it'll be fine. Mm. Who knows? Um, we have some new mounts. The Azardoom Wrath Steed is going to be available. This is kind of a cool looking one. If you're into the icy lizard things. <laughs> no, don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> the frosty Argonian mate. <laughs> not only is she lusty, not only is she rusty, she's also frosty. <laughs> she's cold. That's a cold lizard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You can give her a ride. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along. um, If you want to, speaking of rides, um, if if you'd like Mara's pledge, uh, Mare, you and your significant other can ride on (laughs) Mara's horse. So you and your frosty Argonian maid can ride on the horse and be married together. It's great. Isn't Valentine's love just beautiful? Uh, <laughs> oh, look at the imper- that Imperial Warhouse. Warhorse, not house. Warhouse? Warhorse war is actually really cool looking. Um, it returns again. They have it every, I believe they have it almost every year. Um, so a really cool mount to go and do. And grab. Um, if the there's also an ice wolf, that one is coming back again. That's been around for a few years. And everyone's favorite ghostly house cat. I have this and I absolutely love it. I actually have mine. I do too. Pathed to go through walls in my uh, house. That's creepy, mm-hmm. but pretty cool now mm-hmm. that I think about it. Yep. Really cool. It also just flies in the air, too, because it was the first of the pathing. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> What's that flying cat? <laughs> oh, oh, my God, man. There's a lot of Valentine's themes as well for this one. <laughs> Milady's cloud cat. And then if you want the Banekin as a pet, it'll be available on all platforms. February 5th to the 8th and the Valentine's cat February 8th to the 12th. And if you haven't already, you got everyone's got to have a billy goat. Especially that scary one with red eyes. Yep, Sanguine's black billy goat with red eyes. Striped Sense Panther and the cutest Bravel Retriever you'll ever see. Look at that face he's looking at. You're like, please adopt me. Please. He's got them eyes. Insert the um, music of um, what's her name in like the SBCA commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. 
That's literally the face that those dogs give you. Stop! <laughs> Make it stop. Oh, Why did yeah. the crown store wreck us so bad? <laughs> all right, and then last but not least, that is the cheesiest smile I've ever seen on a horse. Can we all just stop for a moment and just look at that horse's smile? <laughs> I'm a white gold pony. Look at his little stars that are coming out of his feet. Star spangled pony. He's got braids <laughs> and that, apples. That is one pretty pony. I love a good pony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm All right, done. We're done. <laughs> we're losing. We are literally losing viewers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That is our Crown Store Showcase for this episode. Um, head on over to the Crown Store. Check everything out for yourself. That Most of those items should... Some of those items should be live now. Most of them, it looks like they're going to be live in the middle of the month. So around like the 12th, a good chunk of that's going to be available. And then moving right into uh, White Streaks Mayhem when the White Streaks specific stuff comes up. Um, so save your crowns, kids, because there's lots of fun stuff. Wow. My goodness, we finally made it. <laughs> did we? I don't know. Did we? I think so. So there's a there's a there's a little footnote that's in this in our uh, notes here that says that we're supposed to insert something that I forgot. I made I made an <laughs> addendum. I, did, I, I, I made an addendum to it, and I said, "Yeah, Peanut still forgot what he was going to put in here." So there's supposed <laughs> to be a segment for me to talk about something. No idea what I'm supposed to talk about. She didn't know either. She forgot. I forgot. So clearly it was not that important. You um, never told me. You're like, I have something that I'm going to talk to you about on stream tomorrow. And I was like, OK, cool. Insert what Pino wants to talk about here. I remember what it was. <laughs> oh, now that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> but we already talked about it. <laughs> No. <laughs> what was um, it? Stackable siege. <laughs> because I remember I said I screenshotted it too, and I said, "Hey, I screenshotted something. I want to talk about this on stream." <laughs> it was stackable siege. <laughs> the quality of life updates for forty-one that you asked about. <laughs> that was that, that was you for. Alcable Siege. That was what I was going to talk about. <laughs> no, Booch. So if you no. missed it, if you no. missed it before, I'm ignoring what Booch said because we're not going down that road again. We're past that point. <laughs> we're on the gold road, not the road. <laughs> I don't know. With every step we take, the road's going more green than gold. But um, <laughs> <laughs> if you missed it earlier in the show, um, as of update 41, Siege will be stackable in, I believe, what's being said right now in batches of 10 or 20. Can't remember for sure, but they're actually like healthy amounts. So you can now carry a metric poop ton of Siege with you and have different types of Siege and stop having this issue of showing up at a keep and not having a ballista to put down peanut. Katie. Bacon. <laughs> yep. Bacon, put down your ballistas. 
I don't have any. I'm out. <laughs> oh, damn. Me in the back. I only have my PVE gear on, guys. <laughs> have some Caltrops. I'll protect you. I'll protect you. Oh. Hey, while the crazy, what if we can use the new scribing to change the color of our ballistas and the fire that fires from the fire ballistas that we're firing against walls because those are the best things for walls is fire ballistas. That would be cool. That would actually be really, really cool. And like, cold really, fire. Really cool. <gasps> so that would um, be cool. Batman just made a point in in chat. Guild bank space is going to be way, way easier to manage because of this. I know a lot of guild, especially around White Strix Mayhem, our guild bank fills up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we all experienced that. Um, Mimi Pro just said uh, when he says anything, Bacon's like, I forgot to quick slot that. All right. Well, <laughs> Bacon's putting down a ram. I have a siege repair kit. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Oh, my goodness. It only takes me the first keep or so to get my act together. Typically, yes, it does take you about the first keep or so before you get your stuff together. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, this is where I silence my microphone and you take the reins. <sighs> I don't know about this one. <laughs> Should I tell everyone about this one? Sure. Let them know. Hey, uh, Bacon, when did you finish this yeah. lesson? 1.55 p.m. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be glorious. We just, yeah, we decided to do this recording or this show a little last minute. We thought we were going to be able to push it like another week in February. And then I realized I have family here. <laughs> yeah, I have family here and I have a bunch of stuff happening at the end of February. And we didn't want to go more time without doing a show because we've made it a goal this year to be at least at minimum monthly, right? Mm -hmm. Or to have a release of something. We're going to talk monthly. about that later. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. And I started it yesterday. And I started it, I mean, made like four bullet points that I ended up changing completely. <laughs> writing as of this morning so last night you and i well yesterday you and i worked on the the stream background stuff which yep. we see which is fantastic so i love it thank you um and then we did show notes last night and then i was like yep i'm gonna do this i'm gonna write it up and i started writing and my kid promptly woke up and <laughs> then i no. put him back to bed and he promptly woke up again and I said, fine, I have a laptop. I'll just take it with me. So I like took my laptop up to the bedroom and I'm like typing. And then the next thing I know, I'm sleeping. And then I woke up and I said, it's 345 in the morning. I'm not going to finish this tonight. So I closed my laptop and went to bed. And then this morning, my alarm didn't go off. And yeah, so well, I didn't know about the alarm like not going off. Yes, uh, I, I my one alarm went off and I was like, cool, I'm going to get up here in just a few moments. And then I sure did go right back to sleep. And yeah. So about that. Um, yeah, so I 
drove to go take my kiddo up to my parents so we could do the show. And then on the way back, I actually dictated part of this lore lesson in the car. And Hopefully then I finished it up. Spelt everything properly. Yeah, no, it did. I went back and changed <clears throat> it. Um, but you do get some very interesting things. Yes. And that's why we said Vermina pushed the stream back. Vermina won this morning. But fear not, I have vanquished her and I wrote a lesson. I haven't even read the whole thing together, so I hope it's cohesive. <laughs> and hopefully I didn't screw up any of the lore. So I guess we'll see. We but, are uh, yeah. like... We, we are absolutely professionals when it comes to this. Yeah, I I uh, <clears throat> I work OK in panic mode, but also, you know, I would like to not work in panic mode some of the time. So normally I call you anyway. like an hour before the stream and we usually just hang out and talk and do prep stuff. Yeah, I called you at, at 11 o'clock a.m. So to 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I can't bother her. She needs to finish <laughs> this entire episode because. Yeah. Yeah, it, it needs it's got to happen. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So it's all yours. All right. Lore lesson seven. All roads lead to oblivion. A cool breeze drifted through one of the front windows of the tavern. Outside, faint rustle of trees, and an owl could be heard, communing with the two moons that rose on the horizon. Rain gently pattered on the roof, and small streaks could be seen running down the blown glass windows. Inside, the logs in the fireplace gently crackled as they slowly turned into embers, a reminder of the activity that had once been present in the roaring fireplace just a few hours before. I stood behind the bar and began to close up for the night. A few patrons remained, but most had gone by this late in the evening. This past month or so had been busy. Peanut had been away with Nyx and elsewhere, so most of our typical adventuring had been at a standstill for the time being. And with this time away from the tavern nearing its end, the agreement we had made was to meet in Anvil, near the famed mermaid statue, so that we could represent the guild on the Gold Coast for the time being. We had heard that many guilds had members adventuring to Kavach and Rothgar or even to the Imperial City in the past few weeks, some seeking new treasures or others simply looking to make extra coin. There had also been whispers of some letters with the famed Red Hand of the Dark Brotherhood appearing more frequently in the past few weeks. With the last patrons making their way out the door, I flashed a smile and a nod at the final few. Closing up our lockbox, I started for the bookshelf that held our hidden study. The room was still just as cozy as the first time we had entered. We took pride in keeping it as we had found it, and adding to the papers and books lying around had become a goal of ours every time we found ourselves out and about in Tamriel. Just as I sat the lockbox down on the large ornate desk, I heard the latch on the front door of the tavern, but I couldn't tell if it was opening or closing. Hello? Is someone there? I inquired, but only silence greeted me back. I stealthed up and made my way out into the main room, gently pushing the curtains behind the shelf to the side. The large room only had a few candles left flickering, but I was met with the door slightly ajar. I walked over and peered outside before quickly closing and latching it. Turning around, I was surprised to now see a letter waiting for me on the bar. A shiver ran down my spine and I stood for a moment, 
allowing my Nightblade senses to focus, ensuring that I was, indeed, alone in the tavern. Sensing no one else, I made my way over to grab the yellowed envelope. As I flipped the letter over in my hands, I realized that it was sealed by a small piece of blue wax. On the wax was a seal with a small picture of a tome shell. I'd never seen it before, but I assumed that it must have been from someone that we knew from Necrom or whom we had come across in Apocrypha. Breaking the seal and opening the envelope, I was stunned to see that there was nothing on the paper. I walked over and made myself at home in one of the large worn chairs by the hearth. Leaning back, I began to examine the page closer. Holding the paper up with the firelight behind it, I could make out something that had been written with a quill, even though it wasn't visible to the naked eye. My first instinct was to try and heat the paper slightly, so I moved closer to the burning logs, but still, nothing appeared. Leaning back in the chair, defeated, I picked up my drink from the small wooden table next to me and took a swig. The metal mug was cold and damp, and a small drop of water from the outside of the mug dripped down and splashed to the center of the page. Oh, acorns, I muttered to myself. I grabbed my sleeve and was about to dry the page, but not before I saw black ink beginning to pool in the spot where the wet mark was. I stood up and quickly stepped just outside the front door of the tavern. Rain was still gently falling, and I held the page out in front of me, waiting. Within just a few seconds, ink began pulling to the surface of the page and moving together almost like it was magnetic. After a moment, it had spread out, forming a letter. My eyes almost couldn't believe what they were reading. It was from Rora and Sadre. Dear friends, since you have left the stack, some information has come to our attention we feel that could not only change the course of your actions in the next few months, but also the fate of Tamriel itself. Forgive our secrecy, but we feared that if this information fell into the wrong hands, it might cause the threads of fate to unravel at a pace that we would not be able to keep up with. The Great Eye has been blinded for but a brief moment, and it appears to be due to a new prince. There is a reason you have never heard of the Prince of Paths, for she is a fate changer. She has the ability to alter the strands in a way that we have never seen, and Mora feels that if she once again is free, that she may cause damage to the fabric of fate itself. No Daedric Prince of Oblivion can be destroyed, but they can be forgotten and locked away. Her very existence endangers everything, and we felt that you should know in case you came across her or her other minions within your journeys. There is one more thing. We've acquired something that we think may be of interest to you both. We've hidden it just near Varen's wall. Look for the large stone that allows you to see the golden road beyond the gate. Don't ask how we knew to leave it there for you. As you know, hidden knowledge sometimes allows for the answers to questions you may not have even known you had. Till our threads entwine once again, Rora and Sadre. Well, okay, I said a bit confused at first. I was decently wet from the rain, but barely noticed due to the excitement and questions that were beginning to fill my mind. I ran back inside the tavern, grabbed my things, and took off on my wild hunt wolf for Anvil, leaving only a trail of leaves and wind behind. Anvil was a great walled city and one of the major settlements on the gold coast of Cyrodiil. Surrounded by a great stone wall, its tiled roofs and light stone buildings held a charm that was distinctly Colovian only to be countered by the less fanciful docks that could be found just outside the gates. In fact, the docks and small buildings in the port seemed downright primitive compared to the more polished stones of the city walls. 
Declared a free port by the Red Sails Pirates, it functioned as an important location for merchants and smugglers and raiders from all across Tamriel. Fortunata Abdugal, the leader of the Red Sails, had captured the city and claimed the governorship and declared dominion over all of the Gold Coast. This put Anvil at odds with Kvatch, who still remained loyal to the Empire. Even though they may have been at odds with each other, both cities had managed to remain uninvolved with the Alliance War that was raging in the heartlands of Cyrodiil, due to Varen's Wall. Entering the city, I quickly made my way towards the Great Mermaid of Anvil, looking for my best friend and excited at the news that I had to share with him. The mermaid had no inscription decorating her base and no record of origin within any city records, yet she remained an icon within the Gold Coast. Many had attempted to explain her origin, but there was no credible record for who created the stone seductress. Rounding the corner, I noticed my friend, leaning on a post and waiting for me. Out of breath from running, I gave him a huge hug. Boy, have I missed you! The tavern is as busy as ever, and there have been a ton of things going on, and I got this random letter from Rora and Sadre, and... Whoa, 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 slow down, Bacon. It's, it's good to see you, too. He flashed a quick smile at me and crossed his arms in front of his chest. Now, start again and tell me what's going on, but with less chaotic Mosbra energy, please. He seemed extraordinarily relaxed after spending time on the Golden Sands of Elsewhere, so I gave him a punch in the arm just to remind him of what chaotic Bosmer energy actually was. It's just going to be easier if you read it. The page was blank until I held it out in the rain the other night. I watched as his eyes poured over the letter from Roar and Sadre. After reading it, he held it back out to me. Well, I said, leaning my head to one side. What do you mean, well? You know what my answer's going to be. We heard a gasp and the sound of a blade sending someone to their final moments in Tamriel just behind us. And before anyone else could notice us or mark us for our contract, we rode off, leaving nothing but dust in our way. We rode hard to Kavach, letting nothing stop us. Dreams of golden coffers and riches from the monsters we passed filled our minds, but we knew we needed to get to Varen's Wall and find what had been left for us. Kavach looked similar in appearance to Anvil, but with more hints of wood and timber and a darker, more serious attitude. The city was home to an imposing castle and a great chapel of Akatosh, though it seemed to be in a state of slight disrepair. Carolus Aquilarios, nephew of Varen Aquilarios, had been at odds with Fortunata of Anvil as of late, but due to activity within the Dark Brotherhood, Carolus was now the dominant power within the region. Kavach also housed an arena, so it was a popular spot amongst guilds and travelers alike to prove themselves and to make a bit of extra coin. As much as we wanted to linger in Kavach, the real reason we were there was for the wall. Varen's wall was found just outside the city, and it had been hastily constructed during Varen Aquilarios' rebellion against the last of the Longhouse Emperors, Emperor Leovic. While passing through Kavach, I had asked Toasty to stop because I had hoped that finding a tome or information on the wall might help us with what we needed to be looking for. I managed to pick up a copy of Varen's Wall by Middara Salviticus, historian of the University of Gwilin. Cracking open the pages, I poured over these words. Hastily constructed during the early stages of Varen Aquilarios' rebellion against the last of the Longhouse Emperors, the structure known as Varen's Wall separates the Gold Coast from the Glovian Highlands. Allow me to elucidate the Wall and its importance to the region, the rebellion, and the ongoing strife personified by the Three Banners' War. Shortly after the start of Varen's rebellion, 
Aquilarius ordered his followers to begin construction of a wall to protect Gavach and the rest of the Gold Coast from retaliation by the Longhouse Emperor and his troops. Aquilarius, determined to take the battle to the heart of the Empire, didn't want to leave his home and original seat of power open to retribution by his enemies in his absence. He enlisted the famed engineer Jaros Troopdor to design and oversee the project, ordering him to build a strong, tall defense in record time. With a cadre of paid workers and an ever-growing army of eager volunteers, Jaros set about the task at hand. Deciding that speed and solid construction were more important than any aesthetic values, Jaros designed a relatively simple plan that allowed for the use of whatever building materials his workers were able to scavenge from the surrounding countryside. Natural rock and stone, pieces of ruined structures, purchased building supplies, even parts scattered from the estates dotting the countryside were all gathered for use in raising Varen's wall. Jaros's design of the wall itself was simple, utilitarian, and not anywhere near as visually appealing as the other projects that he's known for. The wall was a mix of rough-hewn stone, mismatched rocks, blocks commandeered from the estates of willing and unwilling donors, and even the natural contours of the land itself. Towers rose from the wall in a more or less regular pattern, breaking up the expanse of stone and providing locations for guards, watchmen, or even garrisons of soldiers to congregate along the defended border. Due to Varen's popularity among the common folk of Kavach and Anvil counties, Jaros was able to form a volunteer work crew that provided him with more than enough workers to keep the construction going day and night. But popularity alone didn't inspire the people to donate their time and effort. It was Varen's words and deeds that accomplished that. He convinced the people that his rebellion was not only just, it was necessary to stop the Daedra-worshipping Emperor Leavitt. In addition, he rallied people to defend themselves and their land, and within a year, Varen's wall stretched from the shores of the Abetian Sea, winding its way through the countryside southwest of the Clovian Highlands, and eventually terminating at the Strid River. As important as Varen's wall was to protecting the region during Varen's rebellion, it's played an even greater role since the fall of the Empire and the start of the Three Banners War. As the war for Cyrodiil rages on, Baron's Wall has protected the counties of Kvatch and Anvil from the worst fallout of the ongoing battles taking place at what was once the heart of the Shattered Empire. It has created a kind of safe harbor in which the people of the Gold Coast have thrived. In some ways, it has become a sort of political experiment to see whether the law and order typified by Kvatch and the Cathedral of Akatosh, or the more chaotic nature of Anvil and its collection of pirates and smugglers will win out as the ultimate power in the area. Hmm. Doesn't look like there's much in here to help us with where our item may be hidden, but I suppose the people around here are pretty glad they don't have to deal with much from the Three Banners War thanks to the wall. We moved outside the city and down the hill towards the Colovian Highlands that loomed in the distance. The wall was easily visible and very tall. Within the center and connecting to the road was a large wooden gate. It didn't appear like it had been used too much recently. They said to find the large stone that allows us to see the golden road beyond? That's what they said. Both of us began looking for whichever outcropping may have allowed us to do such a thing. Off to the side of the road sat a crumbled cart and nearby one rock outcropping that appeared to be higher than most of the others in the area. We climbed to the top and peered over the wall in the distance. I don't see anything but oranges and yellows and trees, I said. The sun was setting, and as it fell behind the trees, a bright beam shot down the pathway beyond the wall, illuminating the road beyond. Ha! A literal gold road, Toasty chuckled. 
that moment, the sun dipped just low enough to break the edge of the wall, and we noticed there was a spot we could see light coming through. There! I yelled. We hopped down from the rocky outcropping and made our way to the wall. Light shone through the cracks in the stones, and we realized that one was quite loose to the touch. Pulling gently, we slid the stone out and revealed a medium-sized wood box. Looking at each other, we opened it. Inside, a multicolored glass shard rested on some paper and a bunch of leaves. Holding the glass up to the sunbeams shooting through the wall, we noticed quite a few symbols that seemed familiar. Some trees, the eye of Hermaeus Mora, and the symbol for Skingrad. Skingrad? I said aloud. Huh. I guess this trip to the Gold Coast might be more eventful than we had initially planned. By the time I had finished speaking, Toasty had pulled out the paper found within the box. He held it up for me to read once he was done. Adventurer, gather your allies and head for the southwest coast. I'm investigating a band of my kind that has abandoned the pack, and I require your assistance. They appear to be searching for something of great importance. They're well-armed and clearly dangerous, so be careful. From what I could discern of their plans, it has something to do with the fragment included with this letter. Examine it closely and report your findings back to me personally in Grotwood. Perhaps we can solve this puzzle together. Don't allow any would-be emperors or Saliash ruins to delay you. And don't tell my sister. She's perfectly capable of finding trouble without your help. Baragon. Baragon? Isn't that the Bosmer scribe outside of Grotwood? I nodded. It sure is. He worked for the Longhouse Dynasty in Cyrodiil, and as a scribe for both Morikar and Leovic. Well, I guess Colovia will have to wait for now, Enid said, staring towards the gate. Guess so, I said, looking longingly through the wall and towards the golden trees and road that stretched beyond. Looks like I'm taking a trip back home to Grotwood. We packed the box into our pack and turned away from the wall the golden sun behind us, casting our shadows onto the long road back towards Grotwood. There it is. Nicely done. Wow. That was good. For for a a story that was written like literally last, last second. That was good. Yeah, total time. And that was probably maybe two hours. (laughs) So, yeah, I definitely, it's... Personally, I feel it's not my best, but I think that it was it was a good a good tie in to hopefully some of the content that's coming and then, you know, some of the excitement that's building for Gold Road. I didn't quite want to take us there yet. Like my yeah. first implication was like, let's go to Skingrad. We're going to Skingrad. And then I was like, no, I don't want to go to Skingrad yet. I want to save that for when we get closer to the chapter. Yeah. Um because I feel like that will be happening, right? Yeah, I think it'll be more impactful then. Right. And I felt that like Varen's wall has been such a um, thing for forever because there's been this gate in game that you can go up to and it says like enter Colovian estates, but you can't click it <laughs> and you can't go there. Yeah. And everyone's always been like, when, when are when? we going to get to do this? <laughs> when are we going to get to do this? Somebody so, got over that wall. Yeah, there's some things that are out of bounds on the other side of that wall, like Skingrad, and there was a couple towers and some things that you could see. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie, I tried to do it, uh, but I couldn't. So um, they've probably, you know, fixed that or whatever. But um, yes, Farron's wall has been such a wall. wall. Yes, I agree. Um, but yeah, so 
you know, there's a lot of lore on the West Wheel. There's a lot of lore on the Colovian Revolt. There are a lot more things that I would have loved to have dove into a little bit more. But with the limited amount of time that we had with with when we set the stream and doing all of that stuff, I felt like, okay, I obviously can't do everything in this one lesson. I We're going to have a whole year to have things, you know, get fleshed out and to have us be able to go different places. I also originally talked about, with you about just doing a traditional lore lesson and not doing the RP. But at the same time, I really felt that at least for our first episode of 2024, we needed to have a little bit of RP you know, to kind of tie things together. So I think this year we probably will get a, a bit of a combination of more things, uh, maybe a couple traditional lessons thrown in there, or maybe just some discussions that we can do, like some nice lore discussions on on some stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll see. And I, I wanted to tie it into some of the previous content, too, right? Like we've had Rora and Sadre, and those were characters that we developed um, in our first set of lore lessons and they also tied a necrom which also ties to athelia so i felt like it was a nice little nod to have them warn us about athelia because in our story we hadn't come across anything that would have led us to her at this point so i wanted to be able to set things up so that we could have multiple paths of things and we'll just see where it goes from there i'm looking forward to it so i think i think having a a couple episodes this year with some more traditional style or lessons would be nice because there is a there is going to be a lot of stuff that's never really been unpacked i don't think cash and jibs mm-hmm. ever really unpacked some of this stuff too much you know there's a couple things to kind of talk over so there's lots of opportunity there for new lore that's been written that we can now even take and start to elaborate more on mm-hmm. um because there's going to be well, whole new stories too so and it's a bit challenging when you come to some of the lore for the Westfield and Colovian Highlands and stuff, because that are those are things that happened later. So in terms of our timeline and where we're kind of living within the timeline of, of the Elder Scrolls, we are experiencing things now that may have been mentioned later in some instances and may not have been mentioned later. So there's lore that's being filled in and, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of things that, that may be being developed. So I didn't want to go too much into like, well, this is stuff that we know from oblivion and, you know, this is stuff that we know from here because I felt like I wanted to give the chapter its chance to really flesh out some of those things for us before I included them in an actual lesson. Um, and I agree, Draylen. I do hope that we get such uh, because that's been a place that um, is interesting. So, yeah. So we'll see. It was it was a quick, <laughs> quick, uh, a quick lesson, but it was I'm good. excited to see where it goes. I'm excited so. to edit it because as soon as you started reading it right off the top, I was just like, yeah, lots of tavern ambience at the lots. beginning. Sorry. Oh. But I also feel like that's good because you have to set the scene for what's happening, you know? So. 100%. So. Yeah. Very well done. So with that, let's move into the second to last segment of our episode here, which is our announcements on our plan for 2024. We already kind of covered a little bit about that. Um, but guild announcements, they're... There's no major announcements for the actual community itself um, that I'm aware of. Bacon, are you aware of any major things happening in the commu- in the community at the moment? Um, no. The only thing that we have been uh, truly like doing consistently over the holiday season 
was we started um, just recently, a couple weeks ago, another second portion of our Vivek pilgrimage that we've been doing is the multi-platform pilgrimage guild event. Uh, So we've been streaming that in partnership with Aramithius, and we've had some of our other officers from the different platforms helping out. Draylin has been there in the chats. We've had um, stuff. We've had Zells come through. We've had some stuff from Rusty. Um, We've had Athuria Dragoon from the console PlayStation side of things. So it's been a really, really great um, event. I have learned a lot. I, I, the, the 36 lessons always really intimidated me if I'm being completely honest, because you just read them and you're like, you have to like go to a higher plane to understand (laughs) what they are. So to have it broken down so easily has been really, really nice um, by some of those people. Other than that, the only thing that I can think of is I guarantee you, I guarantee you that our guild will be going wild during mayhem. There will be so much PvPness. Oh, yeah. Can I say that? You can say it. Can I say that? On I'll the allow it. <laughs> You'll allow it? Okay. There will be so much, so much PvP, um, more than likely, because we always have a really great group of people that group up. There's pretty much always someone in Cyrodiil during White Strikes. So please, please, please join in. Um, not only that, I... I just want to encourage you, if you are a person that is terrified of Cyrodiil, like, First off, don't. First off, don't be. Second of all, let us take you through there. I have learned so much from the guild in how Cyrodiil functions, as well as, like, how to set up back siege, front siege. Uh, I mean, we always joke around and say that I'm the person that, like, (laughs) rides on the coattails because I'm in there in PvE gear. But truly, like, don't be afraid if you are not a person that 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 has gear or feels like you understand PvP. Now is a great time to learn because it's active. You'll have a lot of people from the guild in there and you will get tons of AP just from being present with the group, even if you're dead. (laughs) So just do it. Just do it. Come on in. I think one of the lesson one, you will die a lot. Lesson two, you will keep coming back because we will have fun. Yeah, I was going to that's exactly what I was going to say. I was like the very first thing to know, like when you're going into Cyrodiil and doing PvP is you will die. Everybody dies. It's a part of Mm -hmm. the it's a part of how it works. Get that off your shoulders right away and get it out. Get it behind you. Don't feel bad when you die. We all die. Y'all. Some of us get absolutely trampled. Some of us put up a little bit of a fight and then get trampled. Some of us end up putting up a fight, get trampled, and then we come back and then we kick butt for a little bit. Um, you'll have your there, there's all mixes of different players in there. Um, there are, you know, your very aggressive PVPers and there's a lot of your casual ones. And the biggest thing is just go in and have fun. You'll die. Don't worry about it. It's not costing you anything. You're not losing anything. Um, no. You know, and so. even even if you just bring repair kits and like you're the person that stands and we're like, close the door, you close the door. That yep. is a huge help. Right. So like, you're still con- you're still contributing to the community. You're still contributing to what's happening in Cyrodiil, even if you're not the one who's putting up siege, even if you're not the one who is like staying up all the time because you're a corpse on the ground like that is OK. In fact, sometimes it's super fun to be a corpse on the ground and watch your friends just be amazing or wreck people or sometimes there's that fun moment where we're all dead together except for like one person and they're hiding behind a rock like I just need these people to leave so I can come get you. Just hold on. Just can somebody tell me, do you see? Is there anyone there? Yeah, there's something camping on top of me. Okay, just everybody poured out. We're just going to port to nickel or whatever, you know, so it's super fun. It's super, super worth it. Just do it. 
Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. So Just I have it. to say, like one of the, one of the people, the players that I appreciate most in Cyrodiil are the exactly like you said, the ones that sit by the door and the door is closed because I have led for years. I have been a PVP lead. And when I don't have to tell people to repair the door, it's just getting repaired. It makes it a lot easier as the lead to focus on what the next step is. And you get tons of AP just for repairing too. So lots of fun. And uh, we are, like you said, we're absolutely going to be there. I will be in PVP and I will be doing some leading for that this year. I'm going to put some, I'm going to put my, my two feet forward and I'm really going to step it up this year. Last year, I didn't do a whole lot. Um, I think last year we had a double, we had a weird double mid-year mayhem. And the second time around, yeah. everyone was just like, I'm done. Nobody yeah, went. We burnt They're out like, on the no. first time. <laughs> we burnt out on the first so, time. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But uh, if you're not sure where to start with PvP and you're part of the community, first off, go into the PvP channels, sign up, or go into, sorry, go into the role assignment channel and click that PvP button so that you can get access to those channels. And then jump in those channels and ask those questions. We have so many people here that are like nerds when it comes to gear sets and builds and simple rotations one bar builds all that kind of stuff to make pvp really fun um and then if you're not part of the discord first off what are you doing come join Whoa, us calm down maybe this is their first time here yeah exactly what are they doing they should already be here they should have seen our name and just joined us so come join us I'm, um at the end I'm of the episode we'll have, show. we'll have a uh we'll have all the information of where you can go and do that well at the end of the episode we'll give you all the links and everything you need and get in touch with us. We want to do stuff in Tamriel with you, whether it's PvP, PvE, all that kind of stuff. That was a long rant, and I got really passionate about it, and I'm not sorry. <laughs> well done. Thank you. For the wood. For the wood. Another big announcement oh, we should uh, talk about is the 10-year anniversary events quickly we should probably mm -hmm. touch base on that yep you're writing, you, you're, uh, writing, you're writing a note no i'm not i just oh. clicked into it okay yeah so um amsterdam is happening we do have some guildies who are going mm -hmm. to be there we've got quite a few from the eu side of things also gwen the bard who is from the playstation side of things and also uh co-host with me over on the snug podcast she will be there as well um, unfortunately, I will not be there. You will not be there. I won't be. I was trying to be, which but... is a bummer. Um, but yeah, we do have some great guild representation that's going. So please, like, there's also a channel for that in the Discord. Um, feel free to head on in there, coordinate with people where you want to meet, and know that that channel is going to stay open for the year because we are going to be looking at coordinating for when the events come up that are local events as well in the u.s this year um and also the 2025 event which i think a lot of people are kind of just waiting for and knowing that that is going to be the big one that a lot of representation will hopefully be at so definitely so if you are yeah. interested or you're, or you're considering it and you're not sure like bacon said hop into that channel the channel is open to everybody it's not limited there's no rules it's it's available it's part no. of the general chat channels um yep. so please step in there even if you're not sure like what's happening People can answer those questions. There's a lot of really knowledgeable people that are in that. So, yeah. What about us? Let's talk a little bit about us and the podcast this year. Yeah. Real so, <laughs> let's go back. It's been two. 
one year and a few months since we one year and change. We stepped into these crocs and big seats and uh, we're having fun. We're enjoying it. We're not going anywhere. Let's just get that off the table and brushed off to the side right away. We're not going anywhere. What we are doing is we're going to be trying to come to the cameras and the microphones more consistently this year. So in the last year, we've had some scheduling conflicts. We've had real life stuff come up for both of us. Um, we both have very busy, unpredictable job schedules, which have really stepped in um, the way at times. This year, we are going to do our very best to try and bring you guys and the community monthly episodes. That's our kind of like our big goal is we want to try to get an episode out every month. We're going to do our very best. I'm also going to do my very best at trying not to take two months to edit an episode and release it, which the last three episodes um, have taken time to get out. And that's on me. It's taken time. So I'm going to do my very best to try and speed up the turnaround time from live to online. So I'm not going to give you a time. I'm not going to set that goal. No, don't do that. But, but we have learned a lot. And I think mm -hmm. we have a lot more. Uh, we're able to push those things out faster because I know a lot more about sending you stuff in post right away rather than you having to now fully edit everything on your own. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that will help us with the turnaround time on a lot of these things, too. And just being completely honest, there may be times when we're not live, but you and I may do like a one off tavern episode, just the two of us just to get some content out as well, right? Because yep. there are things that we have missed in the past that we were bummed that we missed because we couldn't coordinate a time to go actually live here on Twitch when we possibly could have just gotten together and, you know, sat around with a mug of ale for a couple hours and kind of chatted about that. So 100%. hopefully they'll be, hopefully they will always be live because that is the goal and we love being here and chat with you all. But know that the other goal is that we want to push content out to you so we will do it in the way that we that we can so yeah absolutely um and along with that this year we would like to try and also play eso with you guys live on stream so periodically throughout the year you may see us come live randomly and abruptly you know maybe with only a couple hours notice and play an eso so whether it be, you know, Bacon or I doing some surveys on our characters, um, maybe we're going to go and do uh, Mid Your Mayhem or we're going to run a random dungeon and just stream for an hour or two. It, it could be anything. Um, it could just be sitting, chat, standing and standing, running around in circles and just chatting with you guys. Um, that could be also what it is as well. Um, probably not, but you never know. <clears throat> You just got burned in chat. I really did. I can attest to this. Peanut does try <laughs> to play ESO. You know what? Just because I get stuck in a loop of Tales of Tribute. Still counts as trying to play. Endless Tales of Tribute. It works. But uh, that is our. Hey, Sniper. Um, that is our promise to you guys is that we're going to try to be more available um on camera and behind the microphone and try to be more consistent with our releases and we want to do that that's something we uh, bacon and i have talked about this for the last month or so off and on and that was something we really wanted to do so 
that's our plan for 2024. And we have mm-hmm. a giant golden road to go explore. Yeah. Coming soon. And a Bosmer and a Bosmer cosplay to do. That's right. For me. For you. That was that was supposed to happen today, but yeah, that's yeah, I forgive you. It's okay. Yeah, a peanut Next promises time. to learn north. 100% I promise to learn. <laughs> uh, yeah, no peanut on demand. That's my other channel. Um I'll leave all of you creative minds. Rusty, rusty, (laughs) rusty, Argonian, frosty maid. (laughs) Oh boy! Oh Uh, boy! Wow! These poor people have been listening to us ramble for over two hours. Thank you, everyone, for being here today. We were very excited to do our first episode of 2024 with you guys. Um, We are so excited for the new DLC drop that's coming in a few uh, a few weeks' time. Uh, Maybe just more than about a month. if you haven't already, uh, make sure you drop us a follow here on the Lore Seekers ESO Twitch channel. And if you aren't a member of the Discord, head on over to loreseekers.club for uh, all of the information on how to get there. The information is there in the chat for you. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at loreseekerseso. And you can stay up to date with all the fun and exciting things that are happening in our community. If you'd like to get some more stuff from me, you can follow me on my very not active Twitter at Toasted Peanut. And you can find me in the Discord at Toasted Peanut as well. Bacon, where can we find you? You can find me on Discord in the Lore Seekers uh, Discord, as well as like a million other ESO discords pretty much I have tons of them that I am in because just because I guess I like to collect them I don't know gotta catch them all anyway um, <laughs> you can find me there as gone crazy back soon or you can also find me on X Twitter whatever it is that app where we post things sometimes um, mm-hmm. as at Katie stunt show um, you'll see it says gone crazy back soon just so you know it's me there sorry I made it a long time ago um, you can also find me on Instagram and uh, I'm trying to think if there's anywhere else. Oh, we also do have a blue sky. I forgot to post on it oh, for yeah. this time around, but please come on over and follow us on blue sky as well. We are at the Lore Seekers ESO over there as well. Um, I think that's about it. I have a Twitch channel of my own at Gone Crazy Back Soon. It's mostly used for extra life and a couple streams here and there, but uh, you can catch me over there from time to time as well. And when you can't catch me there, you can catch me on the Snug Podcast, which I also will be doing this evening (laughs) with um, some of our lore seekers from the console side of things on PlayStation. So head on over there if you'd like to hang out with us in the cozy comforts of the Snug Pod. Absolutely fantastic. That's it. That's awesome. Thank you again, everybody. You guys have been absolutely fantastic. I have to say this is the hardest I've laughed in a little while. You guys have kept me um, quite entertained. For those of you guys that are listening to us on the podcasting side of things, you can join us live for our shows um, on the Twitch channel. As mentioned earlier, it's twitch.tv forward slash Loreseekers ESO. Uh, and you can watch us live with all of our shenanigans and hooligans and see our faces and all of our facial expressions we make at each other. We would love to have you here. And until next time, Dilly freaking Dilly. How dare you? (sighs) Dilly Dilly.